I'm not saying Cody isn't a draw. Cody is the bigger draw right now, but um, okay. I, I don't know what my point is anymore. <laughs> I'm just coming at you for no reason, I think. Again, guys, pain medicine. <laughs> I've lost my plot again. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a 141 and two-thirds percent. The wrestling podcast featuring two lapsed wrestling fans that could stop watching wrestling at any moment. I am your host, Will. And I'm Tyler, and I'm not doing the intro because I He's not doing had it. tooth surgery today. We <laughs> So essentially, uh, like The Rock, I am hijacking this podcast, and I will just take it wherever the fuck I want to go. I, I was just doing a podcast about True Detective like 20 minutes ago, and uh, you might, you know what? I might just end up talking about that for the next like two and a half hours. We'll see. You know, but yes, it's going to be an uh, interesting experience. I, you'll tell immediately, listeners. I don't sound terrible. I heard myself. I do sound a little off because I know what I sound like, but I heard a recording of myself. I don't sound too bad, but the freezing is way running out as we speak, so I will talk better. And the pain will increase exponentially as we get closer to the end of this podcast. Which means the comedy is just going to start soaring here soon. It's going to be great stuff. So, and this is a, a hilarious episode for you to go and have surgery and be in pain for. Because there is so much to talk about in the last five days. I will say. Of, of WWE. There's an insane amount to talk about. But. Raw kind of sucked. Raw was okay. It was it, it was okay. I thought the well, we'll we'll get into it. First we got to get we got to start from the beginning here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So one one we other left thing. Off last Sorry. week. <laughs> uh I I can't help it listeners. I have to like swallow in weird ways <laughs> and do other things. So you're going to hear some, probably a few weird gulps. Just Sorry, but I, I'm not going to go back and cut all that shit out. <laughs> go ahead, Will. Quality. That's what we're here for. It's going to be a lot. <laughs> all right, let's let's dial the clocks back here. Let's go all the way to Thursday night last week when WWE kicked off the road to uh, road to WrestleMania with the press conference that has been heard around the world and has div- not even divided fans but it it has reinvigorated everything that we were complaining about literally the episode before it is it has changed it's ch- it's changed everything for me i went from so sad so sad so so sad so cry wow to wow. i think i think tyler and i that night that thursday night after the press conference we ended up talking like texting each other for like three hours, three three hours or so, and it was it was obscene how much detail we it went really, into. It really it really left me <clears throat> so, wanting more. More than anything, I'll say is that I haven't felt that way in a long time. Where like I I just wanted to watch more. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess I'll go watch NXT. Like I I needed more content when that was over. And you're just like sitting there like I know from the the next day I was just on Twitter the entire time just just trying to consume everything 
that I would come out about it because we were all just so up in the air of what was going on. It left and it left on such a great cliffhanger. So let's uh, let's start kind of from the beginning. I'm gonna yada yada some of this stuff because Tyler's in pain and I'm not that great of a host. I'm used, more used to shorter episodes, so we'll see how this goes. Uh, we're kick we're, we kick off the road to WrestleMania's press conference with uh, Bianca Belair. She shows up uh, and immediately I stop listening. Not that I don't like Bianca Belair, but there is, we all know what's going on right now. There is something hanging over us. It's the We Want Cody movement. And even the crowd, you can kind of tell they're just kind of like dealing with it. You know, Bianca, she comes out, she starts talking uh, her new show, <laughs> Bianca, Bianca in Love. <laughs> Sorry. You're just, you're saying this. And as you're listing points, I have Do Not Disturb for some arbitrary reason, not on my laptop right now. And it's dinging in like in your cadence. And I thought you were just pressing like a button going like, ding, that's right. I did it. Ding. How great is that? Ding. <laughs> and it's just, you like, it's re- <laughs> I gotta turn this on so good. Anyway, sorry. If I could, if I could figure out how to make a soundboard for myself for podcasting, so I can start just being absolutely horrendous as a, as a host. I would do that, but I don't know how. It's way too complicated for me. I definitely could, but it would require money and time. (laughs) And who has that? So, yeah, we kick off here with uh, uh, Bianca Belair. Like I said, she talks about her show a little bit, and I think she just razzes, you know, the air a bit. I don't. She has no storyline at the moment, which leads me to say here, Bailey got robbed. She should have been a part of this. Uh, Maybe it was just problems with uh logistics maybe she was in the wrong city uh just couldn't make it work there was a number of people that weren't there uh but for bianca to be there i know she's like one of the top faces and one of the most popular people on the roster it doesn't it doesn't matter she shouldn't be on that it. she i mean here's the thing she shouldn't be on it if it doesn't have a match if this thing is twice as long she should be on it um, but it's not, but it's not. And it's not. Bailey was, I don't know if she was playing it up on the internet or if she was a little bit pissed and making it worse, but like, she's not happy about her treatment lately. Like, and I don't know if it's work because it could still be, it could just be a work. They could be putting it over on us, but she's not getting it could any, be a work. any of the promotional material for mania or, uh, or rumble where she won or the like, you know, she was like the only yeah, contestant on the poster who who wasn't on the po- I can't remember what it was but yeah it's a uh... she's not mentioned anywhere she's not mentioned anywhere she's not mentioned in the post conference at all the only time her name was dropped at all by anybody within the WWE was after the press conference CM Punk posted a video where he was like we can't forget about Bailey justice for Bailey yeah which is like cool yeah, like I was like, cool, yeah, but you also forgot about it. That being said, like what happens later on in the press conference, like kind of stole the show. But I think really, uh, I think Bailey should have been work, in there. You know, like I don't think I think it's a bit of a work, or at least Bailey's just leaning into something, and they're like, oh, and they saw her leaning into it, and they're like, well, hey, look, can we not put you on the poster, and then you get into it, right? It does make me think. Uh, Absolutely, Bianca's gonna be fighting Rhea for the championship, even though they're really setting up Becky. I they could do I guess Becky came out too, right? I'm not wrong, right? 
Yeah, that was immediately after after uh, Bianca kind of said thank you, pr- said watch Bianca in love. I don't even know right. if that is that the show is it or is it WWE in love? Love in WWE? Oh uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> love in WWE. Yeah, yeah Bianca's Montez boy. And uh, yeah, not Montez. Um, right? No, no. What's his? Yeah, Montez. Melo's the guy. Is in this? Montez is the guy in the Street Profits. Uh yeah. yeah yeah Montez and Street Profits you know so she disappears I think we're seeing I think we're heading for a Becky Bianca triple threat match three year for the championship that's what I'm thinking now uh, now that I've I've remembered that sure I just don't see them putting her on there even it's it's the TV sh- it's the reality TV show obviously is the kicker they want to advertise that she was the first out there she didn't really yeah. call Sorry, anybody though. out. Nope, she promoted the show, and I'm sorry I'm not watching the show. Don't hate you. I don't hate you, Bianca. Let me make this be clear. Uh, and I just kind of want to say on this note, I feel like I feel like I've been really razzing on the women's division a lot lately because I tend to tune out during the the women's matches. That 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 is uh, that doesn't represent me. It mostly it, it more it represents abso- it absolutely represents me. I I here here's <laughs> the thing is like you know. Becky, Charlotte, Bianca, um, Liv Morgan to a very small extent, but not quite there yet. Uh, there's a lot of people at the top of the card that I really respect as workers, and I think they look great. But there is a lot of subpar wrestling in the women's division. And if that is a case of them being women and that's the reason... Like I don't really necessarily think that's the reason. I think it's I think it's a talent pool thing. I think I think it's a talent pool thing. More men want to get into We're... wrestling than women, and also it requires athleticism. Which I'm not saying like by default. Like look at Becky. Becky looks absolutely believable as a destroyer, and she doesn't look like Bianca or Jade or Nia or Rhea. She is like a normal looking human being who has no real like massive muscles or defining features that make her somewhat of a sideshow. It's just the quality of work is not there to have the amount of women's wrestling they have on TV. And so much of it is tag teams to get as many women on the screen as possible at one time. And a lot of it is just pasted together teams who don't really have a history, they don't let them build a history, and then it's like tournament, 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 or, you know, qualifier, qualifier, qualifier to fight for the tag team belts. But the middle, there is no mid-card championship. And I think that's that's a problem. kind of hurting them. I I think, you know, that you need to have them, get rid of the tags maybe and put a mid-card belt in there and then just have all the tags you want just don't have a champion. Or half, ha- sure, or, or yeah, half one. I don't uh, know. I'm just saying there, there's probably a need for a mid card, but uh, title. Like, what's Mi Chin's future? Yeah, I don't know. And they seem to be pushing her a little bit more lately. But we'll 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 see. I mean, I watch NXT. I watched a couple episode episodes in NXT, and I find their women's division actually really good. Like, really quite good. Maybe that's maybe it's because the way that Sean's booking or whatever. I just find that talent pool to be a little bit more my speed, but that's just my opinion. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm with you hundred percent on everything you just said. Uh, there's just a lot of people at the top, but there's not a lot of maneuverability, not having a mid card championship, some sort of women's 
intercontinental, something like that. Definitely hurts the division, and that could definitely help. And yeah, and seeing just tag teams just put together uh, because they are two women that can wrestle doesn't help anybody. Uh, unless unless you're two people who like who love to dance, who just love to, love to dance. I'm here for it. Uh, only yeah. if you tell me just... that you're here to dance. And I don't mean that in a misogynistic <laughs> way. I just mean like I just want to hear those words. It's like when I see Valhalla, I want Cole to talk about the horns. When I see the dancing girls, Absolutely. when I see Carter and Chan, I don't want to belittle them, guys. I respect both of them as competitors. <laughs> I respect both of them as competitors to an extent, and I respect them both as people. I, I am is a comedy podcast. <laughs> They're the dancing girls. <laughs> there's my there's my disclaimer. Um, there you go. I I just uh, yeah, it's there's just a lot of like I would just so much like if you watch NXT, there are five dudes who are ready to make the jump at minimum and oh yeah at, at any given time and i would just rather see them than the bottom card women or the tag mashup women but i understand like i get it and i think what the best thing to probably do would be to combine it to one's women's division which they already kind of have in a way um but you know, just exclusively one women's division with a with a title, a mid card title, and a tag team title, and they wrestle on Mondays and Thursdays, and then just try to try to schedule it in such a fashion that you're not overworking them, and that it still makes sense because you obviously don't want someone <laughs> grinding out that old tour schedule. But that's all I'm saying. All right. Okay, we've spent right. too much time. On that. I got. I gotta go. We're, I'm gonna be in so much. You already. You already. Di- <clears throat> okay. Bianca goes away. Out comes Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Talks up a big game. Uh, I think she does say uh, mommy's on top line. Then cue the music. Becky Lynch comes out. She faces off against uh, Ray Ripley on stage. Even drop dropping a how it's. I think it's like how it would. You'll you with me. You will finally see how it feels to be a bottom. Yeah. I'm like ooh, a little spicy. You know they've been sitting on that line for six months. For a while. Yeah, for a while now. I mean, they got Randy Orton with the daddy's back line. So they were waiting for their their next like play on the mommy's on top. Daddy's back doody boop bop be doo doo. Oh, yeah. Steve's here. Hey Steve, how's it going? Boop bee da beep boop beep boo doo. <laughs> uh, pain pain meds, guys. And those are <laughs> <laughs> these are the two like kickoff bits here. And Overall, like uh, Bianca was one, Bianca's promo was just annoying to me because it wasn't anything. Becky and Rhea, like you said, they've been trying to build this up for a little bit. I don't know how much is actually there. I was actually expecting Nia Jax to show up and do something, but, but she didn't. It thank God. Never. Instead, she appeared. But as nothing a happened. Completely independent root of a tree. Later on, let's keep going. Let's keep. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Becky, we are going to fight. Let's just get into Maybe what Bianca matters here. will eventually. Uh, what was next? Was Rollins out next? Was it that quick? Rollins is out next. They Because they knew, like, they had, like, some preamble with Michael Cole and Pat McCaffrey and CM Punk on on the announce desk as well. Did some, did some conversations with them that filled out, like, 15, 20 minutes. Then they started the show. And then about, like, near the 15-minute mark, uh, 45-minute mark, 15 minutes left in the show. Rollins comes out. And Rollins, you know, comes out. He's usual crowd OO thing. 
Oh, whoa. He plays up too. Oh, whoa, whoa. Um, ooh, ooh. And I can't, I can't fault him for just kind of like getting into the business here. He tries to call out Cody Rhodes to tell him, uh, to ask him what he, what he decides. Which, of course, I just, Roman yeah. Reigns comes out. You heard that, music. right, Will? You heard that? You heard what you just said, what you remembered? No. Have you made your decision? They're still playing it like Cody's going to fucking go with Rollins. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah, a it's yeah. not a work. It's a fucking pivot so hard and I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. Sorry, continue. Continue. It's a pivot. Or no, it's a work. I think it's a work. That like how far do you think but it's what, a work? Okay, let's finish it I up. I think it's let's a Let's finish wor- it up. Quick quick hits okay. here. Look. Look. The point is, Roman Reigns comes out, he starts dissing Seth Rollins. Then the Rock comes out, gives us a PowerPoint and pres- presentation about the family tree and this is where I kind of want to just talk about the crowd here because we're all confused. What's going on is that we're really confused. Yeah, well, we're like, There's yeah, some people che- in the crowd cheering. There's people in the crowd that's clearly booing. The We Want Cody movement is out there. Uh, and I can't tell from The Rock's performance on stage at this press conference if he was actually taken aback or if this is probably his best performance of his entire fucking career. And that includes the rundown. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm so here for this because he was a prick before as a heel, but then he started becoming Hollywood and could just had to be nice. And, you know, you don't want to boo the rock. He shows up once every two, three years. You don't want to boo him. And just to see him like with real vitriol in his eyes and swearing and it, it was just so great. Like you, you knew it was not it's so good. You knew it was work because like you knew, you knew wrestling in general. Like you knew it was a, it was not a shoot. You knew it wasn't a shoot because of just how everything went down with the last week or two of, of all of this. We like, Again, I you think it's a work? You're crazy. We all knew it's a pivot, so you, like you had to escalate quickly. It's work, but he did such a great job of escalating it so quickly. You know, you saw it over a couple days. You saw the big response about how people were negative about it. WWE backtracking. You see, The Rock posted a little thing on social media about just like uh, you know, just calling Cody. You know, also leaning into it, being like, you guys have no idea what you're going to miss. This is the best match ever. You guys are stupid. And then, like, then making fun of Cody, then going on Pat McAfee and calling the everyone Cody's crybabies. They just so quickly. Which was great. Which was great for merch. Oh, yeah. And it, and, and like, but that, that amp up is, is a span of like three days. They did that is, such yeah. a good job of just like boom, 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 boom. Because, like, you can tell. I don't think you can tell, but. You can tell <laughs> it's not glaringly obvious, but on Monday they knew they were sw- they were thinking about switching, and that's why it was such a bland raw with the uh, the bull the bull rope match. They just kind of like ah, we got to get Cody out there. <laughs> Let's just have him fight Nakabur again in a, in a bull rope match. Uh, that way he can get he can get some cheers. We can acknowledge it a little bit. And uh, we can get Drew to beat him up, and then give him some heat on that, and that'll that'll, you know, distract him. Maybe we can get we can get him into the main event picture, whatever. And then they, you could tell they switched, and then the Rock got the marching orders, and he was just like, 
little little crumb, little crumb, Cody's crybabies, slapping Cody on stage. It was masterful. I mean, here's here's my here's my thought on it. Yeah, we all saw the press conference. I'm I'm not going to go into it anymore. The question here between Tyler and I, and Tyler doesn't even think it's a question. Tyler, hundred percent believes it's a pivot. It is one hundred percent a pivot. I I think I think I think there's a way to explain this as a work. There is a here's the thing. From, here's the fr- thing. There is fr- a way. Like a, there's a way. There's a th- there's a through way. It's a narrow way through. There's a very there's but a there very is a way. good way of making it a work, but the writing is not there to support it. There's just little things that make it clearly a pivot. Like you could say, yes, um, they were feeding the dirt sheets that, you know, this that shirts were in production in early January and they knew before Rumble and everyone's mad about that. And they feed a little bit more t- tip, uh, nuggets like The Rock wanted this match. He not only did he want it, he like he insisted upon it. And there are little nuggets like that. that but from before they, they switched back. That makes sense that this could just be them feeding this information to the rock. And I think they they were to some extent to be fair about sorry about the rock to the dirt sheets. But the rumble to to press conference is either like terrible 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 writing on with the on-screen product or a pivot. It's just undeniable. In what way is the writing bad? Like, are you just talking about that one, that that one? Okay, so like, say say this is where we're their plan all, all just along. kind of like in the air. Say say this is their plan all along, that they're gonna have okay. the Rock like go against Roman, and but for like a for like a for like two episodes of television, <laughs> for like one SmackDown in a Raw, if like or maybe maybe three. There's no reason to do it in the order that they did it. You know? Well, the no, the succession was the succession was the Rock announces the match on Friday. Monday's the bull rope match. Thursday is the press conference. Yeah, but I'm talking so I'm talking from bang, like Rumble on with under the assumption that that uh that that they knew Rock was coming back for sure and that he in that they were going to do this angle with it. Is yeah the writing okay. there like right. Cody coming out and saying, "I want that belt. That's my daddy's belt." Absolutely shitting all over the Rollins belt, and both of them shitting all over the Rollins belt, and then saying, "But not at WrestleMania," and then having the Rock take the match, and then anticipating the crowd reaction, which honestly. If they did anticipate a more negative reaction, a, a bigger reaction for Cody than Rock, they they if they if this is a work, there's no way they saw it being that overwhelming. Like you, I mean, I think I think you they did. I think they did. But see I'm how not crazy talking about Triple H. Was be. You know, I'm talking about the board. 
I just don't see you saying to the board, this is how we're going to introduce The Rock into wrestling again, potentially wrestling another match, and using that and then being like, great idea. <laughs> great idea. Turn everybody on The Rock immediately. That sounds great. Unless The Rock is on board. Unless The Rock is on board and was like, let's turn everybody against it's me. It's true. But I'm, 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 kind of, I'm kind of arguing minutia here, but... The other, the other side, the other thing that's like, the the other piece here is that he joined TKO's board. The Rock joined TKO's board to run NX to run XFL, which is basically just like no, he has a board seat. Incorrect, isn't it? It's just, <laughs> isn't it just XFL? Everything I've seen is just like he's there for XFL. No, he bought the XFL two, X, XFL two, which they relaunched in right before COVID, and that's why it died. They tried to relaunch it. He bought it from McMahon. And then three years later is on the board. TKO doesn't own the XFL. Okay. The Rock owns XFL. The Rock owns XFL. Yeah, independent okay, gotcha. of that from before. So he's just a board member for the they, sake of They being were a board just member. like, we want you on the board. There's a lot of people. This I find more believable than this being the plan. There's a lot of people who believe The Rock. That, or sorry, the, the TKO board is the one that leaked the allegations against Vince. And that this is the way they got Vince out. Yes, it seems like a ridiculous thing to like bury this man. But if he's a pain in the ass behind the scenes too. And you know it's going to come out eventually. Leak it. Maybe, you, maybe TKO board finds out Vince isn't making those payments. And then it's TKO leaks it to the press. They have Rock waiting in the rings, wings to join in and be a part of the board. I, I believe that more than this being their plan. I also think plans changed multiple times very quickly because of CM Punk getting hurt and because of the Vince thing. Uh, yeah, and it's wrestling. Wrestling is just it's it's an industry built on change. Like you have to be, you have to improvise uh, all the time in the industry. I don't know. I. It, I hear what you're saying. I don't think it's enough to convince me that it's not. It's not in some way or form planned to even. Do you concede a that it's terrible writing for that period between the press conference and Rumble? That the sequencing makes essentially no sense, or it's way too 3D chess. Hmm. Like if you're gonna do what they did. It makes no sense to do it the way they did it. And that's fine. Yeah, I mean it's conf- it's it, it it doesn't make sense the way that they did it cuz if they had it planned out, then you might as well utilize all the airtime you can to build this story as much as possible to have its greatest effect. I I don't want to be the guy who buys But then we saw this last f- but the 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 the, the problem with that theory i think is this past monday's episode where it felt like another kind of like floating around doing nothing kind of episode no without doubt. adding too much to what they're but going for but this is kind of a like this is a thing with wwe that they typically do they rumble set up a couple media matches and then they tread you know ec has a gimmick Last year, it was like Sammy in Montreal trying to win the championship. This year, it's Rhea going home to Australia. Elimination Chamber. 
You get the opportunity to completely eat up your card with Elimination Chamber qualifying matches, which they've done. And so this is kind of the holding pattern they typically enter. I mean, Elimination Chamber is next week. So (laughs) it is next Saturday. So you have to do some work immediately to get ready for that. So it, it is a lot of... I thought Raw was... It was fine from a from it, it was just a it was just a punt episode. It didn't progress anything. Well but it also didn't really like walk anything back or have any revelatory things. It the cuts people qualify. You see, sowed some seeds with Drew, you know. Typical raw. I yeah, to 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 me, Raw came off a uh, compared to Friday's SmackDown, which was a fucking rad as shit like so good yeah um the the it's it's in comparison to that like even in comparison like this episode of raw was still quite good in terms of like the products we were seeing it was just not as good as what we were getting in the last little bit but i have a feeling that they're doing they're they're burying raw kind of on purpose because friday night's Friday night SmackDown, they'll kind of build being the the show to watch. That's the show that we'll see the rock on. So they right. won't have too much going on in Raw other than just qualifying matches for the time being. Well, yeah, because I mean, they like, want the rock to maximize maximize all the engagement. That's why it's why the rock pretty pretty much showed up only on Friday night SmackDown, even before all this went down. Same with Roman. Like same with Roman. Like, you can say Roman is a SmackDown drafted athlete, but he's the undisputed champion and technically the champion of both brands. You know? Mm -hmm. He's not anymore. They've worked it out so that he's not defending on Raw ever, but it's a real thing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, SmackDown's where the the audience is. It's Friday night. It's on Fox instead of USA. It's just, it's the number one program right now. Maybe that'll change during the Netflix era, but... I think Raw we'll see, we'll will see. tread. And, I mean, they got a lot of talent over there. It's just a three-hour yeah. program. You're going to get an hour of less quality than SmackDown generally. Yeah, well, you'll get you'll get matches is what you'll get. You'll get wrestling and quality wrestling. Friday night, I think they're going to be using that time to build storylines. Um, yeah. Do we want to? Do we just so want to go into the, the SmackDown then? Let's just go back into the SmackDown. I think the last thing to talk about is the little promo at the end of the press conference with um, the Rock and Triple H, and the choices they made in that promo, where they had Menace Rock like just swearing up a storm, like he did that on stage as well, which was like that added that realism. Loved it, but to have Rock on camera. Being a complete dick to Triple H. Oh, yeah. Was cinema. Like, just great work from the entire team there. Uh, I saw a lot of people kind of burying or kind of mentioning that The Rock is burying Roman in the sense that Roman doesn't have the same stature as he does with The Rock next to him. But that's kind of the point, isn't it? And you could work that in a way that you could maybe see Roman taking a face turn at some point near the end of all this, or maybe at the end of all this. I think maybe when he comes back to really, I think that's the big one. 
I don't think yeah, it makes yeah, yeah, sense yeah, for the. I think it's gonna be two heels. They'll carry this momentum of Rock getting booed and cover. They they will change it up in some way to have him continue to get booed moving forward when he inevitably faces Roman. And I think that's the match where, like I said, technically Roman needs to lose to have the bloodline stripped away from him, yada, yada. But if you have a worked finish where all of the bloodline members turn on Roman and side with Rock and then Roman wins, then he goes out as a massive face and still gets the bloodline taken away from him, right? And I, I think then he probably goes away for a few years. That's if we get Rock and Roman. We are absolutely getting Rock and Roman. I, I, I guarantee you. I'm, we might not. We are going we to might get. Not. We're definitely going to. They wouldn't start. Okay, okay, Mister. Not a pivot. It's a work. If it's a work, they are one hundred percent going to fight. If it's a pivot, for maybe when, the, maybe the timelines change and and the Rock can't be gone for that long from movies and television. If it's a pivot, maybe we lose the match. Because WrestleMania, they pivoted. They had to go with Cody. The response was too much. And The Rock was only only cleared to be with them until May. But if it is a work, like you think, we're absolutely getting that match. I still think we're getting that match regardless. That match is happening. And I'm probably at SummerSlam. Or you find a way to punt it another year to next WrestleMania. But if you do that, I feel like Roman has to stick around. I can't. I don't think he can just show back up and like he can't just lose to Cody and show back up in nine months and then lead up to Raw. I guess he could. It sells itself. You could do that. I I I I don't. I just don't know if Roman like The Rock is a draw, but the Roman the Roman uh, Roman doesn't seem to me. As big of a draw as Cody is. I think people boo Roman, but they boo him because they are told to boo him. He is still beloved in this company. I think a lot of those people out there. No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. No, no, whether he's booed or cheered doesn't matter. I I mean that he's, I mean that I don't think he is as big of a draw yeah but but i'm saying like as, they used to boo him he, because they hated the him is. like get they they booed him like they booed nia Jax. like we don't want you here <laughs> right okay we're sick of vince pushing you over and it's not those boos anymore you know people respect him and love him i don't say i'm just saying cody cody has surpassed him as a draw but roman's been the draw for a long time and he is on that Cena level where, or Rock level, where when he comes back after, I think he's going to leave and start his movie career after all this non, after all of this Rock stuff and Cody stuff, he will always be a good guy coming back until 20 years passes and he's the Rock and comes back and finally does the heel run. <laughs> like people are going to appreciate everything he's given this company and absolutely adore him when he goes away. So. I'm not saying Cody isn't a draw. Cody is the bigger draw right now, but um, okay. I, I don't know what my point is anymore. <laughs> I'm just coming at you for no reason, I think. Again, guys, yeah, pain it, medicine. <laughs> I've lost my pain plot medicine. again. 
and and I he knew that I was gonna do this too. I said I'm gonna say shit that's gonna piss you off. Uh, now we don't even know what I actually believe. Like I could actually believe it's a pivot. <laughs> you don't. But I'm just gonna say it's a work. You don't. No, I clear. No, I 100% think it's a work. I think this is a. Actually, I sent I sent uh, Tyler like two days ago, uh, like a super long text message that was me writing a scene. I wrote a scene for Nathan for you. Oh man, it was because I because there's there's a possibility here that WWE went through Nathan Fielder to <laughs> to help save WrestleMania, and this whole thing has been a Nathan for you episode. We're just gonna have to look check back the tapes, and we see him in the background, like hiding behind Nick Aldis. Like we're still getting the podcasting aspects of this down, and the schedule and everything. So we're not even touching social media yet. I'm still doing stuff behind the scenes on that, but. If we had social media, that would have been up the moment you sent it to me. We just don't have it yet. But I would have posted that on Instagram. Absolutely. It was great. It was one of the great. It was one of the. Well, it's one of the greatest things you've ever said in your life. I cannot express to you how happy I was reading that. It was maybe the funniest thing you've ever done. And well, it's not the funniest. I had nothing to share. I had no one to share it with. (laughs) Like, I don't think. I tried reading it to Steve, but. Reading it doesn't add the effect. You have to imagine the voices. Yeah, you got to be in the right. You got to be in the right mindset for it. And uh, yeah, yeah, I also thought about telling Steve, and I'm like, ah, what? What? How do I? How do I explain this? So I just left it. <laughs> He'll be like, that's dumb. Boop. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was. Uh, I appreciate somebody got it. Somebody got. It. Maybe one day. Maybe one day I'll send this. Send this tweet out. I mean, it's not the most appropriate. Uh, message ever but uh eh, it's not that bad. Eh. not bad i say poop you say poop a bit <laughs> okay okay smackdown so smackdown comes and we kick off with triple h addressing the events from the night before the rock slap the rock freak out the 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 fucking craziness that happened there i i i so want to talk about every single syllable that was mentioned in the press conference but tyler's dying so anyways, uh, Triple H comes out, he addresses it, and right from the get-go of this particular episode, I feel like there's like a tone shift a little bit, and the the whole Triple H coming out to the ring, I think he's been coming, like, has he been coming out to uh, Hail to the King, or, or King of Kings? I think it's a Motorhead song. Yeah, it's a Motorhead. That's song. all I got. <laughs> he ah, oh, damn it! So it is the King of Kings. There's I the think, game, right? the King of, King of Kings. And he came out with the King of Kings theme, and I thought he came out with the game theme song at the press conference, but I could be wrong. Anyway, it was a piece that I I took. Uh, he comes out. He is shut the fuck up. Sorry, Bane he comes Bane out. Mets. He's got <laughs> he's got Adam Pierce. He's got Nick Aldis with him, uh, and Triple H unabashedly calls out The Rock during this this uh, this little segment here. Um, he never says The Rock's name, but boy, does he drop all the catch lines that matter, catchphrases that matter. Yeah, he he, uh, he targets him. He was really. In, impressed after that pop code he got, uh, you know, in Charlotte, North Carolina, he's so over in the South because he's Dusty's boy. I mean, he's over everywhere. I'm not 
shitting on him, but he's over everywhere. He is fucking. He's over, over here in, in Calgary, service. Alberta. I got people at work that we're we're saying finish the story to each other. They have no idea what that means. I but we're I saying it. It. I love it. I I love it so much. <laughs> uh, I love this segment. Uh, but ultimately, right after this, it's uh Nick Aldis and Adam Pierce. They set up the qualifying matches for the World Heavyweight Championship. Now that Rollins doesn't have a current competitor, and they're gonna they're gonna. Bleep. I'm doing the math when I'm watching this, and I'm like, I think Elimination Chamber is on. Like, you know, in my head, I'm like, I think the Elimination Chamber is like the 23rd. Is it the 23rd? No, it can't be the 23rd. Yeah. It's the fucking 20. They're going to have to slam these qualifying matches in double time. Because I think they had already established oh, that they were they having a, a women's one. I can't remember if that came before. Or I thought it was on Raw. They said they were going to do one. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They they never the mentioned Raw. it during this segment that they were, they were, that they were going to do a qualifying match uh, or qualifying rounds for Elimination Chamber. Uh, in fact, I think they only announced that like they announced a couple of matches at the end of SmackDown, saying right, right. like, uh, "Well, these are the ones because like, they they some... did three qualifying matches, didn't they? In this SmackDown? Oh yeah, y- yeah, you're right. Yeah, because it was because uh, Becky Lynch had to pin Shayna, Shayna Baszler. Yeah, but yeah, this is just like you know so they're resetting at the top of the the resetting at the top of the card here. Great, great promo by Triple H. Cody comes in. He delivers some solid promo. Get him over a little bit. Be the good guy. Aldis and and uh, and uh, uh, <laughs> I just remember. Well, Cody wasn't in it in the segment. He just talked about Cody. No, yeah, no. I mean, like, I mean, like that. That's where they transitioned from. You know, like they, they, it was Triple right, H there right. with right. Pearson Aldis. Cody comes out. Um, or no, Cody didn't come out. That's what you're saying. I'm high. Yeah, I'm high no, he didn't came out. He didn't come it's out. It's just, at all. I'm just, uh, yeah. sorry. One of my notes is Cody is a touch over in the South, but that's later that I was like, oh my God, he truly is. But when even the Rogers needed to say his name, and that's why I was like, he's just a touch over. My bad. My bad. Bad note. Yeah. So all of a sudden, yeah. all of a sudden, uh, Pierce set up that, that 12 man, and it's like, or uh, 12 competitors. It's stacked. It's stacked. It's stacked. Okay, I got a list here of everybody that was on the card. We've already got through a few of them as of uh, this recording. So uh, on SmackDown, when everybody was still ready to go, we had Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, Bobby Lashley, Ivar, Randy Orton, Dominic Mysterio, The Miz, LA Knight, Sami Zayn, Logan Paul, Kevin Owens, and Brig Bronson Reed. Uh, my favorite. Your favorite. You should know you should just pivot. You should just become like yeah, the unabashed just... biggest Bronson Reed fan. Yeah, I just start dressing up as Godzilla. Yeah, put him over. And not only do they announce um, <laughs> this, Drew gets a very interesting response in these next few things. So oh, they say Drew, yeah. he gets a pop. Like a little pop. Gets a pop. He doesn't really get booed. And then like he gets booed a little bit. So you're looking like 60-40 on pops. But then they go straight into Drew AJ, which is what a way to kick off this event after the uh oh so good after the the press conference like just an incredible first match to go to and you know you're gonna have a bunch drew, of drew on you 
yeah, Drew comes out. He drops a he he comes out with a mic, which is fun. I I'm loving Drew on the mic lately. Like let that let that guy just go unhinged nowadays. Like he's so fucking fun. Uh, he he says that he's got to save the world heavyweight championship, like save its reputation. Uh, and then he credits himself for saving WrestleMania because he convinced Cody to to finish his story. Incredible, <laughs> which is great. And then uh, AJ comes out. He does his little phenomenal thing. He looks like he's flanneling around, which is great. And then, and then Tyler, they hit us with the L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight comes out. <laughs> and at first, I'm confused. And I, I, I'm coming home from a date that night. We uh, Valentine's Day, and t- Tyler's like throughout the night, like texting me, and he's like, "Will these sons of bitches? They have the." <laughs> unmitigated gall to put out a fucking banger and i'm just like vibrating my seat i'm just like <laughs> oh, god, god i gotta get smack down so bad this fucking date so bad i finally start watching it when la Knight comes out and then he sits at the announcer's desk i'm like yeah fuck let's go and it's just it's it's just a terrific match you know like it's a great match it's, great it's match all around just good enough to be the opener they do just enough without getting hurt. Like they're doing everything safe and crisp and there's like no fuck ups at all. AJ's working the crowd. Drew's working the crowd, telling stories in the ring and fucking LA Knight's there and he's got Barrett and Graves. So like it, because they're still kind of both freshly more heel than not. Knight is just carrying the baby angle, the dick baby angle, and they don't know what to do with it because yeah. they're like, oh, we're kind of heels, but like kind of we're kind of betweeners too right now. And he's saying a lot of funny shit. Like, do we put him over his heels? Do we put him and yeah, just a, I, a, a at a certain point, match. I think I think Knight even starts calling the match a little bit, like oh like yeah, doing yeah. the. The rest of the team's job. Well, he's like, "Oh, we got ourselves a pin here. One, two, oh, and they're out to the crazy some bitch or something like that." Yeah, like Drew during the match, and this is before the water bottle spot, which was the pièce de résistance of this match. <laughs> I'm out there watching it, and I'm like, if Drew stays on this trajectory, he may win the title from Rollins at WrestleMania. Like he, he is really doing a lot the last few weeks, last few months, but specifically the last like, like I guess the last like five weeks. To since him and Punk started feuding, yeah, pretty much. I mean, like he was still he was pushing that that heel turn. Crowd wasn't really buying it, and then he joined Judgment Day for the Survivor Series. The crowd still didn't really buy it. They still weren't really booing him. And then Punk came out, and then in real life, I guess not really, and backstage, Drew grabbed his shit and left immediately and sold it. And then then, then, then turned that into a bit of a war of words with Punk, where he's not lying. Almost everything, I'm going to talk, we're going to talk about this later for, for something that Drew did on Monday. But he ain't lying. He's telling the truth, and he's just telling the fans, this is how it is. He's doing a, some heel of shit. But, like, not wild, insane shit. Like, he's not Judgment Day jumping our truth But. No, 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 no. Um, I'm just I'm just saying, like, that's what I wrote in this match before the water bottle incident, which we have to briefly talk about. I mean, that's the end. Just like Drew, if he continues on this path and on this trajectory and they book him right, 
he could absolutely win the title from Rollins, 100%. I thought that was going to go to absolutely. somebody else. I thought that might go to Orton, but Orton's kind of just dicking around right now. AJ's got night. kind of hanging it. So Drew deserves his WrestleMania moment again, you know? And it might be a good way to turn Rollins' heel right before he goes out, too. If Drew can really play this, if they can play this really right, Drew could be really, really over by the time Mania hits as a tweener leaning to face with Rollins going crazy from the rejection of the crowd, playing up the angle of Drew getting his chance to win at WrestleMania in front of fans after he did it in the COVID day. I'm telling you, man, there's a lot of money to be made at this WrestleMania. <laughs> I'm I'm for Drew taking the belt. I'm for Drew. I'm I'm loving everything Drew has been doing. It's fantastic. Let's talk about the water bottle spot. <laughs> Truly, one of the most like that that spot must have been done at some point. I have to imagine he's taken that by somebody from yeah. somebody. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a well-known one or if it's one that like. Happened once. And I can people see the Rock it. doing this back in the day. It. I don't know where he jacked this from. Is what I'm saying. But if he did not jack this, and and no one has thought to do what he did, I'm just I'm just impressed Art. with it. No matter what, I'm impressed with it. If he bit it, I'm impressed yeah. with it. If it's an old carny bit that I'm not aware of, and I'm impressed with it. If he's thought about it on the fly, just absolute perfection. The timing of it. AJ selling it. Him saying you want to drink. Beat waiting that beat the perfect beat and going. You want to drink. AJ AJ's <laughs> speed with which that you want to drink was matched with him absolutely yeeting it out of his hand. And it's stuck in the thing that everybody's noticed too is that water bottle gets stuck in the floor in like a perfect stand up position as well. Oh god, like it doesn't I didn't bounce notice that or anything. Either. It just goes it goes straight into the ground. And I noticed that when I watched it, I was like, holy shit, he just smacked it right because it wedges itself between the wall and the mat yeah. that they're on. Uh, and yeah, everything about it, like uh, like you said, that that beat, that particular beat of L.A. Night going, what's the matter? You want to drink or something? And then getting pushed. Oh, this like comedy gold. Just they just nail the timing, and that's so hard to do because they're clearly not like scripting that. It is improvised, and they just nail it. But yeah, great match, incredible start. You know, night uh, night with the distraction on AJ leads to the Drew win. So I'm thinking here, Knight's definitely going to lose his qualifier to interference from AJ on Raw because they've announced that match. And there's usually always one weird person in the Elimination Chamber. You watch an old, uh, like an old Elimination Chamber, you're like, hey, who's that guy? What's he doing with all these five right. megastars? So I was really thinking Ivar was going to fill that role. I thought it was going to be Ivar or Reed. Uh, but we'll talk about that when we get there. You know, quick Sammy promo. We'll get there. We'll get He's there. got a qualifying championship or qualifying match with uh, Orton later. Pretty deadly promo. You know, Queen Elizabeth in the crowd in the clouds doing the hello, the John Stewart hello. <laughs> like I don't like the cinematic matches or the sorry the cinematic match. I don't like those either. I don't like the cinematic uh, promos, but this kind of worked because of Pretty Deadly's character. Like it would be reasonable for them to rent out a drone. And the camera crew to cut a promo. So it makes it feel a little bit better. A little more natural. Sure. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, well, and to talk to talk to Queen of England. Like, that's just... Queen, Queen of England in, the, England in the clouds saying that they're going to fight Dune and Bate instead of uh, Dunn and, and Bate. <laughs> it's, 
fantastic. Fucking, I, I like Pretty That's, Deadly a lot, and it sucks that uh, Elton got hurt because they were on a pretty good trajectory at that point, and since they've come back, it's been a lot of mid card. They've been kind of just stuff. hanging around. Yeah, a lot of mid card stuff, which kind of sucks. I mean, they don't need um, the championship yet to do what they're doing. And you can have fun with them every week, and they don't need to be the big heel tag championships yet. Because, uh, like, who do you cheer for with Pretty Deadly versus Judgment Day, right? So it doesn't oh, really make yeah, sense for yeah. them to put over put them over there. So what, what they're doing is what they're doing. It's a job. It's a job, and I'm loving it. I think they look fantastic. They got keep doing what they're doing. Um, and then I think the next match after this one was the Bianca Michin Elimination Chamber qualifier yeah and you know like i said with the mid card title that's what michin needs yeah yeah michin needs a mid card title like michin's great bianca's great too but she just absolutely stomped bianca like through through a break yeah and like stomping her into the break stomping her out of the break and then just to get hit with a random kod and it's over i don't like that i think that's really dumb especially like when you don't protect It, it used to be okay but now they don't protect wrestling finishers. People are kicking out of them all the time. So, like a wrestling finisher used to be, this match is over. So, uh, it just doesn't yes. have the impact that it did in 95 when you had a match yeah. like this. That, that is something that definitely needs to be respected now. Uh, is is the is the finisher. Well, it's, it's just right. as much it, it does as drive on me nuts when... the wrestler as it is on the wrestlee, you know? You need to be... Yeah. Roman Reigns or let's say Cody and you establish that I'll do anything else you want me to do to you but if I Cody Cutter you you're going to sleep so that you can pull it out when <laughs> someone kicks it out kicks out of it like in 18 months and it's like holy fuck no one ever kicks out of the Cody Cutter it makes it for such right. a massive yeah, yeah. moment right so I would like to see more like especially they all have like fucking three different finishers anyways now like yeah, you make a well, main finisher. I think there's a, you have a you have a main fin, like there's like a um, I'm just thinking of it like video game terms because I've been playing 2K23 a lot. There's signatures and then there's finishers. And that's a perfect wordage for it too, but the signature moves in 1982 were like someone would do what's a bog standard move now like a like a fisherman's cradle like or drop. something. Not even a like, well, yeah, pre Hogan, sure. And they might be one of yeah, like pre-Hogan. the only people in the territory who do the leg drop. And if someone else does a leg drop, they're like, hey, that's not my finisher, but like I'm the guy who kind of does the leg drops around here. And then maybe their finisher was like the DDT or whatever. Um, right. And that's it was kind of similar. But now the signatures of today's era aren't a fisherman's suplex and a, and a sidewalk slam. They're like, you know, Cody bouncing off the ropes perfectly into someone's skull and then and then cuttering right. like you know like it's just all these different variations that are that are wild so it just yeah. seems like you should just be able should be easier to protect one now more than ever yeah anyway my face hurts <laughs> his face hurts uh Belair Bianca wins the match uh against Meechin uh I also think it's kind of funny that like the OC, like even right after an AJ Styles match, the OC has nothing to do with AJ Styles. They're completely like separated from each other. The other two guys, like, are the other two guys wrestling at all, or is it just really just Meechin just 
run the show and she's got to like a company yeah and guys. you're not very familiar with gallows and anderson right like extended outside of the what you've seen no. lately they are like one of the greatest tag teams of all time but they're really in that like and they're just buried they're like yeah they're like that in that check cashing period they're older they're apparently great in the locker room aj's happy that they're there because they've been friends forever um that's good. You, All right. You know, you know how in AEW there's Bullet Club Gold. Yeah. Do you know who AEW? Do you know, or sorry? Do you know who Bullet the Bullet Club is in Japan? Uh no, I don't know. Okay, well, I cannot get into that here. But if you're star <laughs> for wrestling content at some point this week, go on a go on a Wikipedia hole for Bullet Club. And that'll explain a lot of Gallows and Anderson and AJ and Cody and AEW. And I, I highly recommend doing that. All right. All right. So this leads us into the uh, the Bailey and EO Sky segment where Bailey takes the mic uh, and addresses the crowd about her split from damage control. Uh, obviously, damage control comes out. Asuka, EO Sky, and the other one. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, obviously, uh, but not before uh, Katana, or not Katana, uh, Dakota, Ky- Dakota Kai. Oh, Dakota Kai. Okay. Yeah, not before Dakota Kai comes right, right, out. Right, right, right. Like, Dakota Kai comes plays. Out. Yeah, and she's like, "What's going on? I have, I like, I've been, I've been trying to get a hold of you and playing completely like I haven't seen anything that's going on, which Play is kind of ridiculous, but." Uh, well, she's like playing yeah, the playing middle. Yeah, playing the middle. Right? And that's fine. Like, yeah, even yeah, yeah. Like this whole segment is about her playing the middle. I thought she was going to turn on Bailey right there. But I think maybe she takes Bailey's side to even out the numbers a little bit and then betrays her later. Or maybe doesn't betray her. You know, maybe they put her over with a association with Bailey. Yeah, it seems like it's kind of touch and go right now because at the very end of this segment, once, uh, uh, well, to, in essence of what happens here, Dakota Kai comes out, then comes out damage control. They do their like cyberpunk craziness. And then Dakota Kai grabs a chair. And just before things are starting to heat up, uh, against, uh, Bailey and damage control Dakota Kai, there's like a bit of a moment where she was about to turn on Bailey, but then goes against damage control. And then after that, there's a moment where they're standing next to each other and the crowd is chanting, hug it out. And you can see them; they're talking to each other. Like, should we? Like, should we do this? Should, should we hug it out? And the other, and Bailey's like, I, I, I maybe. Well, so they, they're probably do cooking that something else. They should. She's not allowed to do it anymore. I mean, we got. She's gonna eventually and bring Sam, back got, that hugger era, but. Well, we know we got some. We got hugger. We got hug stuff with uh, Owens and uh, Sammy like a year ago, when Sammy. Left the ju- uh, left bloodline. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, uh, Bailey's bit used to be like her whole gimmick was I'm a hugger. Oh, like fuck, hardcore. I suck at this. No, it's My okay. You just don't. You just look. This is the this is the bit. <laughs> this is the podcast. You're getting back into it, and I am a also getting back into it, and I just have slightly more knowledge than you. But one yeah. day we're gonna talk yeah. about 2012, and you're gonna blow my mind. Okay, uh, and that pretty much wraps up that segment. Looks like Dakota 
is joining Bailey's side, but kind of like an uneasy, unsure alliance. And then we have, and we have Damage Control, who are basically. Have you played Cyberpunk yet? No. No. Okay. There's there's a couple characters in Cyberpunk that they're that Damage Control essentially are. Uh, yeah, I, I'm it's I'm aware. I'm aware of the aesthetic. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and then we lead into a banger of a match. Tyler Tyler Bate and Pete Dune. <laughs> versus, versus DX. DIY. <laughs> yeah, versus DX. <laughs> Winner fights JD at, at uh, Elimination Chamber. And I called this the last episode. Like, once I saw what they were yep. going to do. I was like, oh, this is going to be a DIY. Like, I think, who won first? Pete, D- Dune, and Dune. Dunn and Bate won first, right? And then DIY yeah, won on Dunn SmackDown and won this to one. qualify. No, I mean, I mean in the qualifying. Remember they had two matches to qualify for this match? There was two, like, tornado tag teams. And they, they did the spot with the, with the L- LWO guy getting launched off the rope. Right. Yes, yes, yes. It was like a four-way match. Yeah, there were two of them. There was one on Raw and one on SmackDown. And I think Dunn and Bate won on Raw. And so I went, oh, DIYs win in the SmackDown one. Because I knew that these guys would have just like a terrific match. Um, Two very crisp tag teams that have worked together a long time. Dunn and Bate are big guys who work, or small guys who work big. And DIY are big guys who work small. Well, Chomp is. Gargano's kind of just another small yeah. guy who works big. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they both know how to work different styles. And they put on uh, the second absolute banger of the night. Oh, man. It is, it, is a, it is an absolute clinic of a match. It never stops. It never stops. Like it, Once they get going... They're going and they Not go hard and they are flying spot. all over the place. It is so crisp and makes sense and not anyone murdering themselves for the pop. Nope. It's clean, just crisp. Clean, safe. They're, they're, they're watching their countouts. They're watching their tags. They're setting up their spots. They're nailing them. People aren't just like, maybe they are, but excellent camera work might have to do something with it, but no one's just like sitting on the outside waiting to get jumped on, you know, people are getting to the top rope, then people are getting up and then they're hitting their spot on cue. No one's just like sitting there, like just really, really terrific modern wrestling match. This is what you can do fast as hell when you want to be the Hardys and not, you know, be paralyzed at 50 and and die. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh, the only problem that I have here with this is just I'm I'm just not a big fan of the gimmicks between the two groups. Really, I have a little bit more love for Dunn and Bait because of their credentials, and they're due for a real push, not like these half pushes they've got. Sure, but sure. you know yeah. I like the DIY guys. I just think. Oh, they're f- so fucking good in the ring. I just am not a fan of their the DIY thing. It, it's uh, yeah, and I get that also has a long run that I do not have any nostalgia for. So you know, yeah. I have nostalgia for Champa, but not really DIY. So no, it's um, it, it's 
maybe I'm not qualified to speak on it, but you know, it's just one of those things where I, I don't like their ring attire. Don't like how they're separate but equal. You know, they're like their finisher is just them both doing their finishing move at the same time. It, it's all yeah. just a touch. There's just something missing from it. But but hey, I, I love watching them wrestle. And if they like won the tag championships, I wouldn't be sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put on clinics inside that ring. Like they they're so good. Um, I'm with you on the I'm with you on the attire. Although I do I I I don't like Tyler Bates' attire a little bit more. Unfortunately, he looks like he's wearing just straight up tidy whiteies up in there, buddy. Yeah, it's like a can we just bit, switch to all white? Like it's a bit for them. <laughs> so, like I get it. Is it is it a bit? I if, it, it I is am not getting this bit that. You know, oh, it's okay. just like he's just right. like so vanilla and milk toast and happy. And <laughs> he's just, you know, going to go out there in traditional wrestling gear and he's going to go put on a wrestling match and he's going to beat the shit out of some people and they're going to underestimate him. And he's going to have a good time doing it. All right. All right. All right. But well, Dunn looks still great. Rough. Still rough to look at. Dunn, Dunn's looking great. Yeah. Dunn's looking great. The, 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 the hair being uh, shaved off. Didn't he have like short hair when he was in? It was the brawling brutes, right? I think it varied. I think there were times where it was short and times where it was long. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, this match was crazy. Um, and it was Tyler Bate and Dunn who came out with the with the win here with a shot at the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship against JD. It's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, Finn can really work with them. And I've seen a match with uh, with them, and I think it was DIY. And with DIY, I was like, holy shit. Like, this is, this is so fast. That was when we, I was talking like two weeks ago about the differences between the speed of wrestling today and the speed of wrestling of like the – even like I was going to say eighties, but like even the early to mid two thousands, like the, the speed we have today, it's like a Cirque du Soleil show. They're just jumping all over the place. It's truly impressive. Yeah. Like, and yeah. again, I, I just want to speak to you. The safety in which they work is incredible. Yeah. Like how they pick each other up Absolutely. and they know the types of moves to do that look great, but are still safe. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to yep. AEW bash here. But like I like AEW. There's a lot of AEW I like. I don't have time to watch AEW, but it is, in my opinion, the inferior product by far, from a writing standpoint. And I love watching the matches. Don't get me wrong, but it's like I feel for some of these guys. People going out there. Like, why and are doing you doing some this to yourself? Absolute insane ECW level shit, and more in certain instances. Uh, especially with like, it doesn't need to be a chair shot or a burning table or something to be dangerous. Just some of the flips they yeah. choose to do and the setups and uh, stay, you know, front flip, back flip maneuvers with two people from a standing position. Um, shit scares me, man. It scares me for those. Yeah. Scares well, me for I those mean, human I've beings. seen some. It's I've seen some horrible injuries happen on the AEW show where legs are literally just turn around in 180 degrees. Yeah, yeah, that somebody landed wrong. Yeah. That that was fucked. Um great match from DIY Tyler and uh, Dune and Bate. 
we'll see where the championship goes from here. But seems like they're, they're keeping though. DIY in the mix. So I think it's going to be a quick win over Dunn Bather in Australia, well, yeah, and then uh, right turn right back to DIY for maybe the next pay per view or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see where um, this next week happens. I think this coming Friday night SmackDown, because it was uh, already announced on Monday where where this might be going for us. And we'll get there in a sec. Uh, I do want to mention the uh, promo with R-Truth and Kevin Owens backstage. That happened right after this match. Uh, R-Truth can do no wrong in my world. He is Lord God. I'm here for it. I'm here for all of it. Wrestling hasn't disappointed me whatsoever. A lot of people out here complaining about how it cheapens the judgment day and makes them look weak. Good. I think they're headed nope. for their breakup anyways. So this is a good way I've, to do yep, it. Yep, yep, absolutely. I'm fine with this that. This is a great way. You beat up a you beat up a kid that he beat not a kid. He's a fifty year old man. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fifty two year old man. He's a fifty two year old man. And uh I mean we'll talk about his match uh, last night, but uh he can still go, man. Uh and still do it with humor and heart. And like even this little promo that he had with Kevin Owens, where he kept on calling Kevin Owens the Miz, oh, which is great, by the way. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, he's done it a couple <laughs> times now. He did that, and, and wasn't it? Didn't wasn't it? Ko was like, um, <laughs> K, Ko's like he. Or, sorry, our truth says, "Have you seen Nick?" And then Ko goes, yeah. "Oh, you mean Nick Mysterio?" And our truth. Runs through it like, what are you talking about? Who's Nick Mysterio? No. I have no fucking clue who you're even talking about. No, I'm talking about Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis. <laughs> our general manager, who I accidentally thought was Adam Pierce a week ago, which is another tie into that bit. And just <laughs> so good. So good. He's so confused. I saw the, the WWE released a video uh, of him watching or like just talking about his favorite matches or like craziest moments in WWE. And he's in full character too. And he's talking about the Royal rumble where he showed up and put a, uh, a ladder in the middle thinking it was a money in the bank match. Oh, man. And he played it up too during that, during that little video segment thing. He was like, I was really confused. I was backstage. There were some people telling me one thing and the other, another side telling me another thing at the end of the day, nobody, nobody knew what was going on out there. So I just <laughs> went out there and did my thing. I'm just like, this is so good. He, yeah. Like you said, he can, uh, he can do no wrong. Um, yeah. So quickly, Ms. Paul, Prom like Miss Paul happens. Don't want to. I'm, I'm just trying to work through things here. But Paul had a great little segment here, asking for a match. Oh yes, with Pierce and all yes, this being interrupted. Yes. Good, great, great job by In Paul. Utah, and still manages to get people over too. Like he gets a dig on the Rock out of nowhere. Yep, and then just moves right so along. Fast. You know, and like everyone gets a dig at him, but he's still the villain. Do you know about the the Rock Paul drama? From the past? Yes, I do. Yeah. I yeah. found out about um, that. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, essentially what it comes down to is like po- like The Rock and Paul knew each other a long, long time ago when Paul was mostly doing YouTube stuff. Then the Japan incident happened and The Rock, not even The Rock, The Rock's publicist contacted Paul and his team and said, remove everything that connects Logan Paul with the rock. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know the exact story going on there. I think they had to do something with, um, a family death on the rock side. So he took it, 
took what Paul did in Japan very seriously and and just and also the rock is like a brand guy like he he wants to make sure his brand is exactly what he wants it to be and having somebody do that and be connected into that in some way that's not going to happen with the rock and his team so they scrubbed him away which is interesting now because you have Logan Paul on the roster and not just on the roster like a rising star on the roster and like you can't threaten this man with a firing you can't say fall no. in line because he'll go no bye he doesn't yeah. need this job <laughs> this is like this is this is one of those situations where like when you're a kid you're like i just don't understand why like you know i don't understand why arnold schwarzenegger doesn't just like buy a hockey team if i had a million dollars i'd just buy a ho- like you know you see what it, you would see like a hockey team sell for 50 million dollars in like 1998, and as a child, I'd be like, "Mo, gee, Willikers, I sure wish I had enough money." Where like, it's just 50 million. That's not too bad. I could amass that if I was like a couple had, had I was a millionaire. And that's what he's doing. It's like he's got so much money, and he's like, you know what? I'd really like to be a WWE wrestler. I don't need to worry about money. I could chase my dreams. And he just fucking goes Absolutely. and does it because he's got infinite he does wealth. It. Do you think he probably makes more money from the sales of Prime than he does from his WWE contract? 110%. And it's like, just absolutely. free advertising for him. And like, yeah. It's just free advertising. Well, and it's not advertising. I've been thinking about like Logan and, and WWE a lot because it's, uh, it's, it's one of my favorite things at the moment. This is, this is his redemption in the public in the public eye. I mean, I think he tried it out. It's a way of doing it. It, I I think what he did is he, I think it it, it probably is very close to what you said. He he amassed this crazy amount of funds for himself. Like he doesn't have to work a day in his life ever again, if he doesn't want to, but there's this thing that he probably has always wanted to try, which was wrestling WWE probably got his people got in touch with the right people and then i'm sure what they did is they did like some sort of like i i would say like go as far as calling it an audition putting him in a ring with somebody that could that could work but work safe and see what he could do yeah and and then i bet triple h saw that and went like oh shit we got something here kids athletic he's he's a trained actor he's charismatic as all comes in and just fucking crushes it all right, you you cover he comes uh, in just crushes. You, you cover Sammy Orton here. I'm just gonna go upstairs and and get some more medication. It's top of the hour, but you start filling in because this one was pretty straightforward. Yeah, the Randy Orton, uh, Sammy Zayn. Uh, yeah, I just want to end on with with uh, Logan Paul. Nothing there really from that segment. Uh, and then Nick Mysterio with the uh, r truth bit. Then we lead into the main event of the night. We have the Elimination Chamber qualifier, Sami Zayn versus Randy Orton. We saw a we saw a couple promos throughout the night with uh, Sami Zayn. Um, Sami Zayn is, I think, he's taking a lot. He's they're building him up for like in a redemption round, but we gotta we gotta be tearing him down a little bit more uh, before we get him to that point. Uh, so what kind of happens here? Like the the match to me 
was very straightforward, but there was one spot in particular that caught my eye. And the reason why it did was because how Randy Orton looked after the spot. And of course I'm talking about the, the superplex that Randy Orton did on Sami Zayn where Randy Orton fell on his back. When Randy Orton fell on his back, it was a massive fall. Uh, the thing that really, like, he could be selling, like, and he is selling. He is. He's one. Of the, he's a great seller. The issue, the thing that I noticed here is how much he started to sweat after that spot. Oh, he as is soon as he got not up, in ring shape. I think it's. No, sorry, I'm actually really close to the mic. He's it's he's not in ring shape. That's the thing. Um, you no. can tell he's still working his way back. He looks fantastic. He did all those roids. He looks great. But he's, he's on the they're gas. very protective of him right now, building him back up to a full-time, like a full match. You know, this is probably the most intense he's worked since he came back by far. And I feel like they did kind of spread yeah. it out a little bit. Sammy, you know, can protect him. Sammy can play the little guy, but still be a guy big enough to hold Randy and protect him. Yep. And um, I think this was his first role. And you could see he was he was pretty fucking gassed. He was pretty gassed at the end. I But it didn't really start clicking in until he did that superplex. And then he was just drenched in sweat. And I don't know if it was from the actual, like, bump that he took. Just the general yeah, match itself, gassed. you know. It was that's real. Like Sami Zayn, it was a Sami Zayn will push you. He'll bring some speed, you know. And he did. And well, uh, and, and yeah, Zayn's Sami Zayn's got great cardio, great stamina for these things. I mean, he's doing it full time, forever, for like the last ten years. Yep. At the caliber that he's doing it. Uh. So yeah, it's it's it's. It was fun watching it. I I don't have many notes about this match except for that particular spot where Randy Orton fell onto his back. And then at the very end, we had Drew coming out uh, and then uh, Randy Orton and Drew having a bit of a face-off here where they're just like, look, we're doing this dance again. Yeah. Yeah. Aye. Oh. Aye. Oh. And then you got... Voices in my head, um, and, and that's where, and then, and that's snakes uh, gonna get you, and that's in the where crowd. The episode ends. Yeah, that's it. Let's go on to raw. Let's try to push. Oh fuck! It's still, it's already so late. All right, let's try to push through some of this raw quickly. Um, right, I just took a minute. I got about an hour before my brain just explodes from what I just took. So, man, I, for every painkiller that you take, I should probably. I wish I had gummies and I take the same, and then we just see like who fucks up more. <laughs> He gets oh, I am I, I am also high. I asked him. <laughs> Side note, listeners, God probably not cutting any of this out. Um, I I asked him. I was like, hey, like, you're, you're supposed to avoid suction. I got four wisdom teeth out. I don't even know if I said that at the top. If I just said dental surgery, I got all four wisdom teeth out in one crack. And I think um, you said tooth surgery. Yeah, which I mean, kind of is, <laughs> kind of, kind of not. Um, I was pretty high back then. So, yeah, uh, I, I was just, like, straightforward at the end of it. I'm like, I know that, like, suction is the problem. That's what you read. Like, you're just not supposed to, like, use straws, uh, cough, sneeze. You're not supposed to change the the temper or the uh, pressure in your, your face for the first couple of days so that you don't pop the stitches. And I'm like, can I do weed? 
like, can I just do, because I, I have edible weed and an oil and it comes in a syringe. And he was like, yeah. Yeah, as long as you're not chewing oh, yeah. or smoking nuts. or vaping. Go nuts. Throw it down there. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no offense, but you like you gave me a pretty weak painkiller. <laughs> so I might need some weed. Is that okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, it should be fine. See you later. Enjoy. He's like, get the fuck out of my office. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. Now we lead to uh, Monday Night Raw uh, last night, and we already talked about, we alluded to our reactions to it. It. I don't think it sucked in general. There's some great moments throughout this episode, but it, to me, the Raw, Raw will kind of be the filler episode for the events that's going to be happening on SmackDown for the next couple of weeks as we get through Elimination Chamber and lead I mean, up to it, WrestleMania. It's still Cody's show too, right? It's still Cody's show. Uh, so we had a bit of a Cody segment. Uh, but I want to start off with the opening match here, which is our six-way tag match with New Day of Jey Uso versus Imperium. I loved this match. From the get-go, they, they just started giving her. This and was probably the best match. I had a great night. time watching. This was the best match of the night. And once Jay and Gunther started working each other in the ring and doing some moments where like the slap, like where Jay went and slapped Gunther in the face and they were really like building up like that hatred, that heat towards each other. Great stuff. Like I thought it was very, very well done uh, from both of them. Uh, Jay absolutely eviscerating uh, Giovanni Vinci and Kaiser Ludwig Kaiser with that, like, while staring down Gunther, like doing those super kicks after super kicks. I think Jay's super kicks are getting better, but they're still not my favorite super kick. I I think Jay's weakest and Jimmy. I think Jay and Jimmy are weak. Their weakest aspect of them as performers is in the ring. I think they're great on the mic. Yeah. I think they look great. I think their in ring work is very mediocre fair enough fair enough a lot of I, a lot of legs slapping go for... a lot of legs slapping a lot of legs slapping yeah it's a lot true. of a lot of a lot of rock least... movement you know rock I... movement where they flail and then punch and flail and punch yeah and it just doesn't look as good with them doing it as it does when the rock's doing it i know you what know. you mean yeah yeah i i wouldn't go as far as say mediocre at least for this match, at least Jay was getting those those super kicks up to the head. I've seen a lot of matches where he just kind of like, it's more in the sternum area. I'm like, is that really a super kick? And I've heard Michael Cole watch that, and he's just like, kick to the chest, what? body, <laughs> wherever it lands. Right? <laughs> no, yeah, and like you know, they're yeah. gonna have. I, I don't know if they announced it right here, but I think there was a segment later on that we'll probably get around to, but we can just pass it when we get to it. Is uh, this is end up going to be Uso and Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship next week, which it's why really doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like I don't no elimination chamber no. matches are long, and they have a really good crowd, but I think their spot on the the elimination chamber for that match, you know. I don't really Maybe. like. I mean, we already. It doesn't make any sense for them to fight in the first place, honestly. Just only from the the standpoint of like, it doesn't make sense to really have Uso be the one to beat Gunther. Um, it would just yeah, 
Like you, you want when you're finally going to defeat Gunther, you want to set someone up who's going to be a big star. You know, same with like what they're doing with Rhodes right now is yeah, beating yeah, fucking Roman Reigns after this run is insane. Look, and I think they should listen to me. I I know who I know who's the guy. I know who the guy is to take the belt from Gunther. It's a man on the inside. That's right. I'm talking Ludwig Kaiser. I would keep love your that. name. Keep your eyes out on that name. I would. I, I would fucking love, love him. But I, I, I don't love think Kaiser that would really so much. I think that would more just put Gunther in a weaker position. I don't know. Maybe maybe if Kaiser wins with interference from Vinci, that I like the turning of the Imperium. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Um, but yeah, we'll see where that goes. I like as I said, just it's it doesn't make sense for Gunther to lose. This historic run on a random raw, yeah, before a pay per view. No, not on a random raw, and it doesn't make sense. Love for you, Jay, Jay. To beat him because Jay has better things to do with his time than be the Intercontinental Champion. Well, uh, we'll have to see how he he starts mixing it up in with the Bloodline situation because we're we're going to start seeing here. It's yeah, we're we're seeing here uh, when we get to the Cody, the the Cody Rollins segment. Uh, we're seeing here some ripples of what we can expect maybe at. WrestleMania. They're going to form the Avengers, baby. Yeah, it's going to rhyme with Schmen Mame. Uh, Next match up after uh, Imperium and New Day featuring Jay, uh, we have uh, Bronson Reed and Bobby Lashley. I tuned out. I started playing Final Fantasy uh, 7, the remake, and I have about six pages of notes about how it's all about Tifa. Yeah. I hate you So, so much. (laughs) <laughs> Fuck that game. The game is the most overrated piece of trash to ever come out for any console. Um, I, I'm just whoa. I'm just slapping Final you Fantasy in the face. It meant it meant it was big when it came out. It was a big deal. I don't play it when it came out. My 1996 he game. He just hates. Zelda. He hates anime. He hates anime. I mostly hate Final Fantasy. Women. I don't hate anime. I, I hate Final Fantasy. I don't know. I. That's fair enough. I like things to have. A, I like to have games in a series like that have one consistent narrative. We're not talking about this. We're moving on. We're moving okay, on okay. to the yeah, Andrade yeah. video no, segment. <laughs> no, yeah. Okay, here, I'll, I'll tell you what you what you missed. Andrade promo, pretty standard. Nothing promo. Good to see him back. Hope they have better plans I, for I him watched than it. this. Okay, so for this Andrade and video segment, do you think that they shot this in the same place that they shot the uh, Santos Escobar segment like two, a week ago or two weeks ago? Where where he's hanging yeah. out with his with it's his the crew. exact same thing. I could definitely see Andrade. The only reason I can't see Andrade joining that group, honestly, is because he's bigger deal than Escobar. <laughs> I mean, that might be an angle there. They're they're even. So if you wanted to put him in there, I think it makes more sense for him to join LWO. Honestly, Carlito. Really? Is, they're not doing much with Carlito, man. They aren't. They're not they doing aren't. much with Which kind of Santos sucks. either. They're only really doing LWO stuff, but they're not using this as an opportunity to kind of propel Carlito. I think it makes more sense for them to have Andrade, who is a legit fucking star, up against Andrade Santos would be an absolute fucking banger. It would be. That'd so, be cool. I'd watch that. They they fight so similar, and I'm I'm sure they fought a million times. They're both second generation or third generation wrestlers 
who are like right. the same age. They must have fought other places. And I'm sorry for my ignorance to the listeners, but that'd be great. So maybe that's the direction they're going. Yeah. We're spending way too much time on the Andrade promo. Uh, Lashley Reed, you missed yeah, it. it. It was a qualifying match. Lots of meat. They gave Reed a little bit of offense. Doesn't oh, seem let like. Me, let me, let me, let me, shut up, shut up. I don't care. Moving on. <laughs> wow. I will say that it doesn't seem like they've worked much together, which makes sense based on where they are on the card. It was very standard and a little sloppy. Uh, I don't think they've really had much time to, to work it out. But, uh, you know, uh, I really thought we were going to get a Final Testament interference here and a Reed win. Because Reed is, it's, it, the EC is in Australia. It's weird to not have him there. I do think Reed is going to end up in it's, this championship, or sorry, this uh, elimination chamber in in some way. I don't know if Final Testament beats the shit out and kidnaps Bobby next week, or I don't think we'll see anything from Final Testament at all, and we won't see anything like that because I think if we're gonna do that, it would make way more sense for Kevin Owens to win his match. Or it would make more sense for Kevin Owens to uh, lose his match against Dom or have a situation where Judgment Day takes Kevin Owens out and Dom replaces him. It makes more sense to put Dom in Elimination Chamber over Bronson Reed. It does, but you have to... You got to delay Bobby. You know? And it... I just think I think it's going that way. I don't think it made sense that that's not exactly what happened. So my only real jump is that it's going to happen exactly like that, where Final Testament is going to beat the shit out of Bobby in the back or something, something stupid, something <laughs> Final Testament, you know, Undertaker yeah. light bullshit. Uh, but anyways, yeah. too much yeah. time on this. Okay. They did another Too Sammy promo okay, let's... in the in the stands, which was weird. I thought it was a good promo and it was down to earth and seemed to, you know, not completely scripted. Um and then Shinsuke which leads shows us, up. Leads us to this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh Shinsuke shows up on the Titan Tron uh... and wants to see the real Sammy, who will put himself over no matter what. Uh calls back to some of the more heelish stuff he's done in the past, Sammy that Sammy's done. I, and I definitely they've been pushing Sammy in a way the last since he came back at Rumble. He could turn heel at any point now. They're doing that thing where he's coming back. He's hungry. He's ready to be a champion. He's going out there. He's getting the matches and he's losing them all. And he's, he's putting them. it could be a good show on too. I could see him cracking and needing that extra heelish to connect with the old heel Sammy to get that extra little push for the win. Yeah, I I wonder. I wonder what they're planning to like. You could either do the heel turn, but and or you could do like I was saying earlier when I was talking about him and Randy. They could put him. They could put him over like super baby face and like this crazy redemption turn. As long as Cody still keeps believing in him, and that's important because Cody is God. It's true. <laughs> um, right. Speaking of Cody, Woman incoming. Woman's out. He did a bit where he talked about. The Chicken McNuggets thing on McAfee show, and he directly addressed <laughs> McAfee. I like that. That was really funny when McAfee was like, up, 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 the, up the butt. Puts the nuggets up, up, up the, the butt. Uh, that that was another note that I had here. Am I starting to like McAfee? Let's discuss for 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, I, I 
I like McAfee as a wrestling broadcaster to some extent. He's very real, and he is the fan, 100%. I don't really like him as a person. In, I don't know. I do like him as a person in general. It's just like just the whole thing with Aaron Rodgers really rubbed me the wrong way, and the way he like talked about getting canceled by both political parties in the States. Like it's just fucking honestly, I didn't really mind McAfee. The only really exposure I had to him on a day to day basis or on a week to week basis was whenever he showed up with wrestling, even as a sports guy, don't really follow those kind of bro dude. The bro dude sports caster is not really my style of sports that I like to of sports. Yeah. Analysis. It, it, with me, it was the bro dude. Yeah, like I just like persona. I, I prefer that he's cultivated. I prefer other types of sports coverage. Let's say different different I prefer flavors. CM Punk's type of sports coverage, like he did at the fucking press conference, where oh, he man, was he's just so good at that. He was we didn't even full, get to talk about that. No, he was full on fight promoter. He was like, doing great, and some of the callbacks to punching people in the so face. Good. It's, I, and like the rock in the background perfectly framed and he hears Just him like and then he staring starts at him. screaming at him like across the oh man so and rock punch er, him in the face punk just like completely ignoring him with his back turned to him um oh man if nobody has ever seen any of uh punk and rock stuff from like 2013 go check it out because punk can punk can talk circles around the rock and the rock is uh like i mean he's a trained actor of course uh but he lets Punk really kind of like soak up the attention of a room, which is fun to watch when you have the rock in the ring with you. It's just great stuff. Anyway, I digress. So, yes, we have Cody in the ring there doing his segment. He does that callback with the Chicken McNuggets. Um, and then when he says the line like, you hit me, you put your hands on me, I'm going to hit you back. I thought the delivery of that could have been much better. And I think the line should have been, I owe you a receipt because we've been talking about receipts mm, yeah, on the show recently. I think it's time to like bring in some of that, bring in some of those ter- like those terms and phrases that have been backstage talk for so long. Right. If we're going to like, like receipt. if we're going to start doing this, like post kayfabe, uh, yeah, shoot, like shoot, hybrid shoot bullshit, shoot Mark, bullshit um work shoot then yeah i i would like that too i think i think you you nailed it there when when rollins interrupts him and he comes out i i i don't really get i don't really get the appeal for for him you know it's weird for for rollins it's just the song is it no 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 it's it's not the song i i think what the appeal is with rollins because I like him, and I've heard you talk with a few few of our friends who are watching wrestling, and all of you seem to be on the same page of not really, not not b- being a big fan of him. I don't hate um, him, and I just no, of course, of course. Th- there's just like um, he could be used so much better. I think is which makes me angrier. I think that's yeah. That I think that's the problem here is that he has a lot more potential to give here. Uh, or he has a lot more potential in the in in his position, and it's just not being utilized. But I I I don't think that's his fault. I think there's 
just a lot of big things moving around him and he's kind of stuck in a he's stuck in the situation that he's in right now if we had if everything was like everything was going according to plan and we had Rollins Punk leading into WrestleMania I think we would have seen some like amazing stuff from Rollins and Punk of course that segment that they did together where it, I call it the I hate you segment because his delivery of that was fantastic. Um, yeah, I was great. That was, that was electricity. That was That's what they were going for. So good. And everyone was so down for it. We were so down, and unfortunately the injuries happened. So it is what it is. I, what's, what's, what's happening here now, I've been calling it the, <laughs> the, 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 the WWC Cinematic Universe. The We Want Cody Cinematic Universe. So we have Rollins comes out and addresses the fact that Cody did not choose the World Heavyweight Championship. And like you said earlier, where Cody shits on the World Champion World Heavyweight Championship belt and The Rock shits on it, Seth does the same here by just going like, yep. I understand. And then, like I said, bad writing or a pivot. Like Rollins <laughs> in this segment, like I like this, whatever. I don't know. Like R- Rollins I, I, is I, just I, like, I get it, man. You're my bro. We're gonna go beat the shit out of these fucking Samoans. I've had enough of them. Uh, I, I he completely understands that he didn't choose his belt. I he never thought he was gonna choose his belt. It was never a real possibility. It was never said on television that he was probably choosing that belt. Um. And they're going to form the they're going to form the Avengers. They're going to form the Avengers. I don't know if I can call it. I don't. I don't want to call it bad writing. I think it's circumstantial writing because they they are they've now created this beast that they have to tame, and that's the that's the that's the story. That's the, bad writing. We. They've, you're saying they wrote themselves into a corner, and this is bad because they had to write themselves out of the corner. They had to use that language to get out of the thing they put themselves in. <laughs> bad writing. Uh, no, something doesn't click with me. Because there, it's a with pivot. bad writing. It's a pivot. It's a fucking work. That's the thing. Like, uh, anyways, <laughs> I think I think Triple H just saw Endgame last year, and he's like. <laughs> We could do this. I have an idea. <laughs> we could do this. But yeah, so yeah. that's the, I mean, for so, a promo with Rollins and Cody, that's essentially all. It's very good promo, but the end result is they're putting together the Avengers. Cody's, Rollins is yeah, going to be in Cody's corner, and Cody's, you can tell, is already going to start getting that that team to protect himself from the bloodline, because that's what Rollins is, is basically telling him this entire thing, is you got to get a fucking team together, bro. Yeah, you, we call it the, we call it the Rollins Initiative. What? No, it's cool. I made the name up. Um. Yeah, the we we also got we're pretty sure that Sami Zayn's gonna be there. We saw Cody backstage with Sami Zayn, um, giving him a little like "I believe in you." So as long as Cody believes in Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn's gonna be a face, uh, at least for a little bit. Promo was great for Rollins and Cody, if not a little bit preachy, a little bit too heavy handed, but it's wrestling. Like you can't get it's too wrestling. subtle with it. Cause you got, you got to you get like, everything's going to be over dramatic. Um, I like the, I like the few little nods 
uh, making fun of The Rock and specifically Maui. Like, what can I say except you're welcome? Thought that was a good little touch there. Yeah. Um, Rollins putting over Rollins really putting over Rock as as this like Palpatine Endgame creature. Yep, like just that beast, like just just going like you know Roman's bad enough and you couldn't do the job last year. Now now it's even it's even bigger than before. That bitch How the Rock's going to be this? there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then they follow this up with, uh, like, do you have anything more to say about that? Because I, I don't. I, okay, whatever. It's fine. It's another chapter. Another quickie little chapter here in this story. It was just building the story a bit. It doesn't really lead to anything. They touch back on it later with uh, with uh, Cody. But, yeah. Um, and then they follow it up with a Morgan Stark uh, qualifying match. Could not see Morgan losing here. Uh, she's so over, but no. you know, and Stark's got other things going on in the tag division with uh, Baszler, but uh, she is a little rusty. She is just a touch off. It was a quick match, whatever. It was kind of a squash almost. It was quick, yeah. It was like eight minutes. Maybe they went was long on the promo or something, but uh, um, well, yeah. and I think I think they follow. I think they did two promos in a row. At least that's what my notes are saying here. Uh, maybe the the Liv Morgan Stark match was in between, but uh, the Becky segment with Rhea or not with with well with Rhea eventually and Nia Jax. No, that's uh, that was, after that's that, after the JD backstage our truth promo. That's after the truth promo. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because it's Morgan Stark, big quick qualifying, and then they go backstage, and it's it's Priest coming down hard on Truth. Uh, oh yeah, and, and, and then heart, man. right leading into the JD Truth match, but but when yeah when JD is like when, sorry not JD when Judgment Day is like you know we're gonna like it's over man we're gonna beat the shit out of you and then Truth is calling Miz being like oh god you were right they're gonna kill me dog they're not jumping me in you gotta get out of here right now. He's and, like, act, uh, he's asking Adam Pierce, like, how long does it get to? Has it? How long does it take for people to get from L.A. to Galveston? <laughs> Hello. So good. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know if you know, but uh, there was like an incident with Miz's wife. I, I can't remember what it was. She's like sick or something. So that's why Miz wasn't there. She was di- She was diagnosed with cancer, unfortunately. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's. I knew it was that's, something. I I'm like ninety five percent sure that that's what I saw online. Is that his wife was diagnosed with cancer? Which that sucks. That sucks. So be with your family. Wrestling's wrestling. There's always going to be us here, right? Uh, but yeah, go go deal with that. That's more important. But yeah, Truth goes out there and kind of uh, runs the standard runs the standard Cena playbook, which I love when he does that. And and it's much great. like the uh, match on on SmackDown uh, with uh, Meechin and and uh, and uh, not Rhea, God damn it, uh, Bianca, Bailey, Bianca, sorry. Um, like it's just Truth pretty much dominates the match and then gets one pretty relaxed finisher <laughs> and then dies. I, I I don't like that, but you know we already talked about all why I don't like that today. And then DIY comes yeah, in for actually, the save while he's getting the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I it, it was funny because Truth was kind of like owning the match for a good chunk of it. 
Like, he owned like the whole match. Put, like the whole match, yeah. And laying down some like laying down some fucking hits on JD as well. I thought that was pretty good. I mean, he's an old uh, man, he's allowed. That's what, if you're still wrestling at 52, you get to fucking hit everyone as hard as you want. Yeah, I, I mean, the fact that he's still doing what he's doing, running around that ring and jumping into like turnbuckles no and stuff, like that fucking guy can go, man. Um clearly they're building up towards a like a priest truth face off and I think we might see that next either this coming Friday or next Monday when uh Awesome Truth and DIY face off against the Judgment Day in a, I think it's a four-man tag team match. Yep. So that'll be kind of fun. I can see what they, I can see what's ha- what happened. I can see Awesome Truth getting into the mix, depending on how over they get in the next little, little bit. And they're already pretty over, not too much, but relatively so. I can see them being contestants in the tag team title matches, especially against judgment day. And if they, if we keep going in this direction. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't really have much to say. I don't know. That's, 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 that's legit. Yeah. Uh, I do want to touch on the Becky Nia Jack segment. Um, I thought this was rough and not not rough from from their standpoint like from the from the performance. I was just really kind of disappointed with how the crowd was kind of treating them. Uh I I I'm going to go on a limb and say that I wasn't a big fan of how this crowd treated the product right now and I'm worried I'm worried if this might become a trend. And, and also at the you same know, time, you always like have I'm, to I'm remember, a... sometimes it's just the way they mic the audience. Sometimes it's legitimately just yeah. like they mic the audience wrong, and people that were there are like, no, it was over. It's just they just mic the audience wrong and didn't put the right stuff in. Yeah, it just seemed like it just seemed like um, the crowd was just dis- just distracted, didn't pay attention to the right things. But like like you said, they they could have mic the audience wrong. It just. It felt awkward like it, watching. Like, and well, I the thing un- is, like, it's the Rupp Arena. That is a legendary wrestling venue. You have what is probably a very smart crowd, but was raised on a very different kind of wrestling. So maybe they're just not going for the same things that they consider to be WWE. And I'm not even talking like they're AEW people. I'm just talking like they're like Mid-South wrestling people, you know? Right. Like realism, real angles, real people, not a lot of gimmicks, real people yeah. kind of accentuating their own Poss- personalities, very down to earth. And you don't know if, Fair like, enough. you know, there's still a lot of kids there and everything, no doubt, but it's a university town. But uh, maybe that has something to do with the, the reception you were feeling. Yeah, it just, it didn't feel, I didn't feel comfortable watching it. And that was, that was the issue that I was have that I was having. And, like and Nia Jax getting booed when she came out. Uh, I know we're we're booing because we don't like we literally like we don't want Nia Jax in the ring. I I don't I don't feel I don't even feel comfortable saying that because it's just I, I try to want to keep this as po- positive as possible. Uh, but I thought 
at a point this felt pretty and to that i I, i'm gonna say like yeah i felt uncomfortable but then again she just like turned even ultra like even more heel by the end of it like just pulling out like alligator tears and all that shit yeah so no it was really boring it was yeah it was just kind of rough and then you know ray ripley came out and they kind of like bashed a little bit uh Bet they kind of tease like a weird like Becky Rhea respect thing. Maybe not a team up, but at least a mutual understanding. Yeah, that Nia sucks. Yeah, that we all hate her. Pretty much the end of that. Uh, finally, this leads into the true store, the main event. True store. Before we get to the to main event. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> main event. No, <laughs> we're still La Knight and Ivar. Fuck. Yeah. Well, we, we got a quick backstage Drew promo with him just still continuing to crush it. And uh, when he said he, he goes out on a little bit. Yeah, go, go hawk the shirts. Good thing. Are two things you should avoid, Cody, being in my prayers and fighting me next weekend, which is hilarious. That is just a classic yeah. promo. Um, And then our truth DIY slash DX promo just. Doing the archer thing again. <laughs> he doesn't know who anyone is. It's repetitive. It's hack. And I'm here for it. I want it every week. I want it every every show. Get me more R Truth not knowing who someone is. That was so good. And Gargano DX. and Ciampa kind of look like <laughs> not exactly, but you know. Well, you can you yeah, know yeah, you can make it work. You got late stage the bit? Triple H, and you got really early stage John Michaels with a shaved head. Uh, LA Knight Ivar. Um, I don't have a lot to say about this one. You, you kind of go in. I went in, like I said, uh, my SmackDown review. I thought we were going in here for an AJ run-in and uh, an Ivar win. Either an AJ distraction or hitting Ivar and DQing LA Knight. Um, yeah. Especially after Reed loss, I really thought we were going to do it because, you know, there's always some weird person in fucking Elimination Chamber, like I said. And the only two that I saw really left were Ivar and Reed. And they've really been pushing Ivar. And, you know, putting him as the sixth man first eliminated in Elimination Chamber is a pretty good spot for him right now, honestly. It'd be good. It'd be good. Uh, but there was no, like, unless AJ, unless AJ interfered. And I thought, I thought that it, it was pretty possible for seeing AJ interf- interfering here and letting Ivar take the win. However, I feel like that was almost too predictable. And that's probably why they didn't do it in the end and just gave LA Knight a clean, solid win. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, like I, I thought for yeah. sure it was coming. It just all of it yeah, made too and much we didn't sense. See it. But uh, you know, Ivar had a really good showing against Knight. Um, I just, both just did. Want to say I thought that. they it was both a good match. Had a great. The only the only problem that I had with it, it was nice and short too. It didn't it didn't last too long. I don't remember either. them ever being um, in the ring together either, like in a tag or something, like slapped together. It, certainly nope, not in like nope. six months, and. They had a really good feel for each other out there. They look real crisp. Yep. Well, and I, I mean, Ivar, Ivar knows what he's doing. 
It's his gimmick that sucks. Love him as a wrestler. And his voice. It's the gimmicks that sucks. His voice yeah, is his shit. Voice. And especially for that gimmick. You know, Otis has yeah. a similar voice, but Otis is Otis, so it works. Right. right, right. Um, um, Ivar would work great as only... just a monster with a great manager, but they just don't really have great talking managers right now in this. And, like, it's not just right not something they're prioritizing. Yeah. I mean,. Maxine Dupree is a great manager, but for other reasons. Uh, this yeah, exactly. Now she's in the, yeah, she's in the ring more often now, so she's she's more. Yeah, she's, so she's starting go. to do it, but it's a stacked she's elimination like, chamber. Like even no matter like who won wins between Paul and and Ko and Dom and uh, who's uh, who's Paul fighting? Miz, 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 Miz. Thank you. Like no matter what, any who, who the two of those end up being. It's a stack. I'm happy with all of them. I'm happy with all of them. All of them, I think, are well. Are they definitely deserve their spot in elimination chamber? If I had to put money on two of them, I would probably say Paul and Dom. Right. I and Dom. I just. I I would say Dom because of the wild card factor. Like you either have JD. Uh, or yet you either have like Judgment Day or JD himself fucking around and causing some sort of kerfuffle in the in the match against KO, and we've already set up like this expectation that KO is a hothead. He can make he he can he can cheat and he can get caught cheating. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, so they could play some sort of angle where like Dom uses what look. Logan's trick that he used at Royal Rumble on KO and it worked or something like that. Uh, or you could even throw Logan Paul into the mix and just fuck with Kevin just for the sake of it and then have that happen. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have a pretty good feeling that we're going to see Dom in Elimination Chamber. Especially... So they said that was the yeah, original espe- plan. That was yeah, supposed to be the I, original I think- plan was to have a spot with him and... Lesnar and Lesnar like getting his hands on him in the chamber after eliminating him at a rumble. But then Lesnar doesn't exist mm. anymore. So No, never heard of him. Uh which means Undertaker's streak is still intact. Um, Absolutely. Let's talk about let's talk about Sammy Shinsuke quick, I think. I have a question about Shinsuke and Akimura yeah. for you. Um are they m- muting the Nakamura intro chants? Is the crowd finally letting it go and they're making him a heel? Or is it just this crowd? I had the exact same thought. And I think, because I was, I was ready to sing. I was ready to sing. And crickets. Crickets. And We've I, talked about I, that I was on looking here. At you know, crowd. like, I think a large part of him is he can't get over heel because people just want him to be a face and sing a song. And have him go, come on! I I think he, you can still sing the song if he's a if he's a heel. I do too, but it makes it a lot boo. more fun if he's, you know, the Shinsuke we know and love. <laughs> I think he's a cool heel. I mean, but I say I that only really knowing, I only really knowing him as a heel. Like if he has a face turn soon, um, that'd be kind of cool. The match to me was like. When I saw it like announced at the beginning of the episode, I thought it was weird. Like I was like, okay, well, 
you know, Sammy's out of elimination chamber and I don't know what the hell is Shinsuke. He's not even in the running. So I guess he's just mid card or heel, I guess. And they're just putting a match there to have a match. Uh, okay, cool. The only saving grace is that I know that these guys can throw down. So that's cool. Like, yes, it makes no sense. I I went in, but it's, you know, DIY done in bait vibes. Like I'm expecting a good match here. You know, like I'm going in. These people can work. They can work each other's style. This should be good. Yeah. And it was. It was. There were, there were some cool... I mean, I can't remember any specific spots in particular. Maybe The only thing I didn't really like about this match... it was a, There was some sloppy thing. There was... Sammy hit the ground hard right before the break. He did a front flip over the top uh-huh. rope. And Shinsuke just missed him. Or Sammy missed the, the landing spot. And Shinsuke didn't get it. Like, didn't break his fall at all. And Sammy just went fucking full on back to the back to the mat. It looked very painful. Um, Rough. The only thing I wanted to say about this match really disappointed me was like, I just want, I want you to stick down the middle. I don't want him to do this overt heel shit. I get it makes a little bit more sense because they had that backstage interaction right before the the match, where uh, Sammy said, "Get out of my way." But Drew. I just, it's a little little too heel shitty for me here. I want him telling the truth, and I want him kicking the shit out of people. I don't want him... Oh, really? I don't want him interfering. I don't want him ruining matches for people that... I, I don't I just think you should play it a little bit more straight. But that's me thinking mm. that there is a path here for Drew to fucking explode as a babyface very quickly. Really? I, I see a path for Drew to explode as a heel. Like I mean, either way, I want it to be a tweener. I want him to do what, what he's doing now is kind of edging a little bit more towards traditional straight up heel. But this is a man I want to cheer for. I mean, see, that's the thing is like the this is beca- this is because I'm a, a newer fan, uh, so I don't understand the rules so much. But is it such a bad thing that if you have a heel? that's over as a heel is it bad to cheer for them because Rhea has this issue like Rhea mm. is a that that heel. is more of a that is more of a type of fan question mm. it's more about the type of fan you consider yourself and the type of fan that is the most prevalent in the WWE fandom are you gonna be the guy who Someone gets so over as heel, like if someone's just going in there and interfering with everyone's match and taking chairs to knees and being a prick, you're not going to cheer that heel. You need it. If you're going to want a cheerable heel, you need to do someone who's telling the truth about things and not being too prickish about, like not doing things that really get the heat in Mm, the sense of being a bad person, Okay, okay, you know? Like you can cheer a heel for sure, and that's that's what I'm talking about. That's where the most massive babies come from. Is that Austin was a heel. And he wasn't a yeah. heel. Yeah. He was then he was mostly wasn't. just telling the truth and kicking the little bit fuck out of Bret Hart and putting on banger matches. And some people started realizing, like, we're not writing him any differently, but the crowd loves him. They love this straight shooting, no bullshit prick who doesn't give a mm-hmm. fuck who he betrays or steps over for the championship. And that's when 
Austin started going to the moon, you know? Right. And then the Vince stuff, of course, catapulted him beyond the solar system. But that's when Austin really started going was when he, they didn't even have to make him a face, really. They just kept doing what they were doing with him. And the crowd just fucking just okay. got more I and more see what behind you mean. him. Sorry, that's what I mean I about Drew. Mean. Um, that's yes, why I don't. Okay. I, I just want Drew to not betray the, the not betray the fan, the heel fans trust the people who love him right now for what he's saying. For the CM Punk shirts, for DM Hunk, for the fucking oh, fire Twitter. DM Hunk. We didn't even talk about DM Hunk. We didn't talk about DM Hunk. Um, I, I want all of that. I want prick Drew. I don't want dick Drew. Gotcha. All right. I'm with you on that. I'm with you all on that. So what he should careful, have done Drew. is he should have gotten the ring. And after he interfered and cost Sammy the match, he also should have just beat the living fuck out of Shinsuke in the middle of the ring. Because oh, then yeah. you lessen the attack on being a direct Sammy. attack on Sammy. And it's more just like, no, Drew's here to kick everyone's ass. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And you could still you could still even bring Cody out. Like all yes. you have to do is just like you can you can have Drew clothesline Shinsuke, maybe even like throw him out of the ring. And then have him turn back on Sammy. Yes. And then bring Cody out. Yes. And then, you know, yes, exactly. Have him go out there, interfere, beat the shit out of Shinsuke, kick him out of the ring. Sammy gets back up. He starts demolishing Sammy again. Shinsuke rolls in to go fight. All right, whatever. Anyway, it's not important. It's not what had happened, but there was a path there for it. Um, There's a path there for it. Sammy's got a or uh, one. Here's the thing that made me feel like a real noob, because I know you feel that way sometimes talking about this stuff. But I'd Cody, say I I've been doing podcasts on every sub fucking subject and fandom in the world, and I feel like I'm a goddamn idiot about all of it. Fair enough. That's I mean that might just be a you thing. You gotta get some therapy. Um, but Cody comes in and he's got a fucking dog shirt. He's got a. Cody Rhodes American Bark Mare dog shirt. And I got so excited that his shirt had his dog on it. And then I went on Google, and this is like the 10th time he's made a shirt in various promotions where his dog is on it. And I was like, oh, I'm really out of the loop on this one. I had no fucking clue. I was so hyped for dog shirt. And I was like, oh, this is just like the 10th time he's done it. This means nothing. Well, damn. Okay, cool shirt, though. And that's raw. (laughs) Do you think where? When do you think we're we're gonna see Cody Rhodes' dog play a role in the story here? Like, do you think he's gonna attack like Solo Sokoa, like oh, bite man, his thumb I off? It. I would absolutely love it. I would love if they got you know? the dog. Yeah, the vicious thumb injury to Solo by the dog. Yeah, yeah, and then great. and then what if he turns face like immediately, and not just like any face, like he's like. Make him as clueless as our truth. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call our truth a dog. No, no, no. Make, <laughs> no, make no. Solo Sokoa. Oh, Solo. Oh, sorry. I missed that. Solo. I was just setting yeah, up for the game. Solo, <laughs> make Solo as clueless as our truth without the power of the thumb. Or at least oh like, or at least like, like, like I said, like that's that, that thumb is talking to him. He has to lose a bit of his personality or even gain back too much personality as soon as he loses the thumb the thumb has got to go the, the thumb, thumb has got to go here it's all right it's all right it's all right it's all right all right so that's raw all right 
we've done it again. <laughs> but I got a game prepared. This one's a quick one, though. This one isn't uh, like the All last right. couple. This one's a lot quicker. I have, so, I have an idea of what to expect, but I also have right. no idea what to expect. You have no idea. So first thing is, I got out of the... Right now, it is uh, about 11 o'clock p.m. recording time. I got out of the hospital... Or sorry, I got out of the dentist at uh, 4.30, um, and I was home by 5. Man, I, I, got, I got out of the dentist like 4.45, and I was home by like 5, 5.15. And uh, I took my pills. Was it 5, 5.15, 5, or was it 5? It, it doesn't matter. I went. I got it was it four thirty? Did you? It's, what time did you text me? Look, it was like it was like five. <laughs> it was like five six hours ago. Um, it was like four. No, it was like four four right four three four thirty. No, what? Dear God, Will. Okay, so I got home. I got my pills. Just I came downstairs down. and I went immediately. I had an idea and I'm like, I am going to record the song in advance this time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play it on my phone and then cut out my audio and input the real audio. <laughs> but I'm going to play it from my phone for you, Will. So yeah. here we go. This segment is called, not Wisdom Teeth, but Kingdom Teeth. Adrenaline in my soul Every fight I'm alcohol Do it all to get him off his feet Quiet here about the blow Wait for me to hold the show I'm the curtain I go up my home Whoa! My father's head when I was younger, I don't prefer me. Yeah, I don't get all the way, I give it all away. Cause I'm my freedom. Cause I hate the game, I'm made of pain. I built my kingdom, now you bow to me. It's my dream, but not my name. So follow me until the end. I am my kingdom. So no real parody this week. <laughs> just me immediately, well, I was as frozen as possible coming down and recording the uh, first little bit of kingdom there. <laughs> you got to you gotta be careful. We might get uh, D- D- DMCA'd or whatever that is. I think that, me being frozen kind of- will qualify as parody. <laughs> I think it's maybe, enough. Maybe. You know, and I didn't get any of the lyrics know, man. right. We... We we had a yeah I mean that's a huge part we we just recently had a chapter by chapter episode get pulled down because we we quoted David Bowie lyrics in the episode. Wow, that's really lame. That's really lame. We have no idea how to put it back up because David Bowie lyrics is like throw it's like weaved into the entire theme of the series. That's what that's one of those ones where you just put up. Sorry guys, this is on Patreon. Anyway, that's what you do. You go, I, I, I'm i sorry, we lost this one. If you want to listen to it, you got some Patreon. We lost it because of David, or, or get mad at David Bowie's estate. Everyone make a writing letter, letter writing campaign. Yeah, so, we'll um, 
Kingdom right. Teeth. It's a dentist. It's a dental themed uh, game. So I asked Will earlier today if he knew who Dr. Isaac Yankum DDS was. And uh, some of our listeners will know exactly who I'm talking about. And some of you won't. So it's a fun little game that you can play at home right now. Just don't Google them. Don't don't Google them at all. Don't look for a picture. Don't do anything. Just Doctor Yankum DDS. Is that Doctor Doctor Isaac Yankum DDS? And what I'm going to do well, that makes is a you... lot more. That's a lot funnier when it's said out loud. Because when I saw the name typed, I was like, okay, he must be from New York or something. I don't know. I was going to send you a picture of it, Will, but I think it would give it away. But you know, honestly, it would be close. But it would probably give it away at the end. <laughs> so. Dr. Isaac Yankum DDS was a gimmick from a very well-known wrestler who that was his gimmick before he became famous for his best known gimmick. Okay? okay. See what I'm saying? So this is a, a, mm-hmm. a big wrestler whose old gimmick used to be Dr. Isaac Yankum DDS. I'm going to give you hints. I'm going to give you 10 hints, getting more obvious every time. You get one wrestler guess per hint. And I want okay. to see if you can tell me who Dr. Isaac Yankum DDS is. Clue number one, debuted as Angus King in 1992 on the indie circuit. Angus King in 1992. Part of me wants to say that I recognize the name Angus King, but then I realize I'm probably just thinking of Lexus King in NXT. Almost Uh, certainly. No idea. No idea? I just want to throw any guess out there. 92. Uh, Debuted in 92. Debuted in 92. On the Indies. Angus King in the Indies. X-Pac? Not X-Pac. Okay. Uh, Number two. Hint is born in Spain. He was born in Spain. Ooh. Spain. Now, this, it was really hard ordering these because this one would give it away for me immediately. Because it's just one of those weird facts I always know about this guy. Born in Spain. Yeah, I, I feel... No, no, I don't know. Um, I'll just throw... Okay, he's born in Spain, debuted in 92. Uh, fuck, I don't know. Being born in Spain could be... You could be anybody. Okay, we'll, anybody. We'll, we'll punt on that one. Yeah, Number three, Isaac Yankum debuted as Jerry Lawler's personal dentist on February 20th, 1995, um, and who Jerry had hired to defeat his nemesis, Bret Hart. So he makes his WWE debut in February 20, 1995, only three years of training under his belt, and he's already in WWE, and he was hired by Jerry Lawler. To fight Bret Hart. So you're telling, you're telling me that Jerry's dentist <laughs> is this Brian's is this Brian Cranston? Um, uh, Jerry's dentist uh, fight Bret Hart. Fight Bret Hart. Ninety five February ninety five. February ninety five. Okay, I'm trying to think of trying to think of like who bret hart was kind of up against at that time and i mean i don't know i don't know i don't know okay sean michaels is the name that remember he's still at isaac yankum here 
So he's someone who turns yeah. into a different wrestler, but he is Isaac Yankum. So you're looking for someone on that yeah. level of quality that would be fighting Bret Hart at that point. But I'll go on to number four. Right. In April 1997, so this is about 14 months after he fights Bret Hart and he's introduced as Isaac Yankum. In April 1997, after a very anticipated buildup, they introduce him by the character he is known best as. In February of 97? So April 97. April 97. This is only 12 so months after, you know, not 12 months, but 14 months or something after he debuted. So, uh, Would it be at WrestleMania? Probably not. Probably just a regular show. I cannot confirm or deny that it was at WrestleMania, but I don't believe it was. I don't believe he debuted there. I think it was happened. I think it was a thing that happened right after WrestleMania, because they do that sometimes. You know, they launch new things like right after Mania. Yeah, I'm at a loss, man. I have okay. no idea. I'm not sure if this would give it away or not, because I don't know about your knowledge. So this might just be a quick no. Next one, very limited. He appeared in the movie MacGruber. Are, have you are you watched MacGruber? Oh my God! Okay, so okay, that narrows it down to five different wrestlers. Wow. Okay, Will has watched MacGruber. Everybody <laughs> asked and answered. I should have right. picked a different thing for number five. Did not know Will was immediately like five wrestlers. I love MacGruber. I do too. I, I just didn't know that movie is so underrated. Did you watch the um, sequel show? No, I did not. Oh, no. Will, did, if you I, love MacGruber, I totally forgot that. You gotta watch the is sequel it good? show. It's so good. Um, it's it's everything it, it wants to be. Fuck yes, because that first one is amazing. It is I'm so, so excited good. for you that you haven't watched it, that you get to enjoy MacGruber, the television show. Oh, man, What's it's it so on? good. Do you know? Well, I, uh, I'll find it. Whatever. Can't. Anyways, got to get on that. So, okay, so that narrows it down. So that narrows it down. We've got Chris Jericho, Mark Henry, I think Big Show was in that movie. Great Kali. Who else was in that fucking van? Don't look it up. Was it Kane? Yeah, it was Kane. It was Kane that was in there. So. Not. uh, Would you like any of the other clues again? Would you like a rundown of the clues? Give me a sec. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. I'm just I'm working I'm working down the the usual suspects. I'm pretty sure I got everybody in that van that blew up in that movie. Sorry, spoilers to those who haven't seen MacGruber, but you probably should have fucking watched MacGruber. Um, any uh, the, the the two that I'm the two that I'm iffy on are Kane and Kane and Chris Jericho. But born in Spain is is a is a throws me for a loop because Kane is now a politician, but that doesn't mean he's necessarily you have to be born in the United States to be a congressman. He just can't run for president. The needle is going towards Kane. I can see him in a dentist outfit, and 97 April makes sense for 
the Kane character to come out because I think it was only a, like a year or two, like maybe a year later that, or maybe even like pretty much around the same time they were building up the Kane uh, or the undertaker mankind storyline that led into like, I know your brother, like you had your past, like you killed your brother. That's whole storyline. The, you know, undertaker's miss unknown brother. Uh, I can, I, f- I can feel you just like getting like filled with rage or just like you want to scream it from. <laughs> no, I'm just, I want you to talk through it. I'm trying to not trying not to influence you in any way. You may like, honestly, you may not even have the right wrestlers in the van. God damn it. <laughs> so, well, you I know, know. Kane's in it. And I, I know Kane was in the movie. Cause I just saw a clip recently, like two weeks ago that had Kane and I'm pretty sure Mark Henry and I'm pretty sure Chris Jericho. Okay, I'm going to give you Rick the next Kali's clue. Is a toss-up. This character right. shares a nickname with a baseball team. Fuck you. What the fuck? For those who maybe, don't know maybe me, you I don't know sports. Those two. Shares a nickname with a baseball team. Number seven. He is a WWE <laughs> Hall of Famer. Oh, God. Everybody in that fucking MacGruber movie is a Hall of Famer now. You've already said number eight. So I'm going to give you number nine and then give you eight blast or something. Number okay. nine. Well, in September 1996, he was introduced as Diesel by Jim Ross. Diesel? In 1996 of September, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was introduced uh, Diesel, as Diesel. Diesel was, yeah, Diesel was um, Nash. Wasn't it Nash? Diesel was portrayed by Kevin Nash, but not in September 1996. God damn it! Number 10. He holds the record for most Royal Rumble eliminations of all time with 46 in 20 different Royal Rumbles, which is also a record. I'm going with Kane. That is correct. Well, it is Kane. Yes. <laughs> you pretty much had it at five. I five was a real risky clue for me <laughs> because yeah, I, you could I, have I been like, like a... "Who the fuck? What the MacGruber? There were wrestlers in MacGruber. I never saw MacGruber." Or it could be that where you're like, "Okay, so there's five wrestlers. I know exactly <laughs> who four of them are. I'm not going to say Kane yet. Though. I got to look it. Then right. you, you I got to look Kane. it up real quick." I, I knew I saw Kane in there. Really, Kane was born in Spain, eh? That's something I've known for, like, when did he debut as Kane? 97? I've known that since, like, January 98. I have known that forever okay, so for l- some reason. Okay, so I actually got, I got more than I thought I got right here. So I got Chris Jericho right. Jericho, I don't think I said Big Show. Kane. You I said, said, you know, you said Big I, Show. I said Big Show. I did say Mark Henry, and I did you say Great Khali, but I didn't say MVP, and I didn't say Derek. Me- uh, oh, Derek Mears is uh, is is yeah. just an actor. Sorry, uh, D- so Derek I missed Mears MVP. Is, uh, Jason from he's the, he's the newest yeah. Jason. So I, I only know I only know that because he's 
friends of somebody who does a podcast. You did good there. McGruber really crushed it. Uh, also, my number eight clue was he now serves as a mayor of a town in Tennessee, which would have probably given it away. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, if somehow you had made it all politics. the way through, <laughs> my question, hint 11 was, he is the Undertaker's brother. For God's sakes, Will, he is the Undertaker's <laughs> brother. You've got this, man. You've could, got this. We might have we might have gone that far. That's Honestly, hilarious. without MacGruber, five, and you got it through MacGruber. Oh no, no, the mayor of town in Tennessee you probably would have got right. That probably would have given it. away. Yeah, the mayor, the the mayor would have got given it away. Uh, Spain threw me for a loop. MacGruber definitely helped. And 97 but also still, kind like, of sealed it for you, too. You did the math on debuting in April 97 for the for the debut and that he would be around. That that's when Kane showed for the up story line. for Undertaker. Yeah, 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 for the storyline. Uh, but I encourage so you I to uh, look up pictures of Dr. Isaac Yank of DDS now because it's hilarious. I, I got, have like, a feeling that and... I, I have a feeling that this is like a buried memory in me. Dr. Somewhere. Isaac Yankum, I'm pulling, I'm pulling, I'm pulling it up. Images. It was just a beautiful. Oh my beautiful god! Character. Yes, I yeah. definitely have seen this before. Maybe not when I was a kid, but certainly on Reddit somewhere. It's just wild because he's Doctor Isaac Yankum for like a year. No, goes nowhere. He's a dentist. He's a fucking dentist gimmick, and then he goes away, and they bring him back as the fake Diesel, and the crowd rejects it wholeheartedly. And oh, the one man. guy, the Razor Ramon, the guy who played Razor Ramon, he he was like a stampede Calgary guy. I think he's from Calgary. Um, Rick Brick Bogner, and that just murdered his career. But then <laughs> Diesel, you know, Kane goes back. All of a sudden, they come to him with the idea of being Undertaker's brother, and it, they just fucking nail the intro, and then he's just there forever. Yep, just incredible there career, There's your wild career. Fun, um, can you, uh, fun do you fact have the... for you? Yeah. Fun fact for you. What is the name of Dr. Yankum, Dr. Isaac Yankum's theme song? Oh, God, I have no idea. What is it? Root Canal. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's the quality of work we're working that we're. I've heard Corny here. talk about all right, stuff sorry. like that, but, um, yeah. Uh, all right. That's it. That's it for the episode. We did it again. I'm fucked. I'm in so much pain right now. I need way more cannabis and way more pain pills. And I have to eat like a soup or something. Something with no crunch, no munch. I got to do it. So, um, you you know my plugs. Who killed the radio stars? Still no new episode, but one should be coming out in the very near future. Will, what do you got? I got everything going on. Go look me up on the internet. There's content. I... If, if you've been to a dentist recently, you probably read something of mine. If you've been to an eye doctor recently, you probably read something of mine. If you've been, if you've been reading a book, you probably heard my voice doing it. So, yeah, you could, there's a bunch of shit. Anyway, Tyler, get us out of here. Yeah, that's it, guys. I'm going to go sleep forever. Email 14123% at Gmail. Uh, send me your dental stories. Send me your favorite uh, Isaac Yankum memory. Um... That's it for this week. Guys, the numbers don't lie, and uh, they spell disaster for you at Sacrifice.